This episode and most episodes of A Beer With are recorded live in Diffuse Studios. You can get it spinning a tune. You can get it podcasting before noon. You can get it when you're feeling real tops. And you can get it at Friday knockoffs. Because a hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best stubby cooler for that beer is A Beer With, the podcast stubby cooler. Get it on a live stream. You can get it while making a meme. You can get it when you're playing COD. And you can get it while listening to the pod. Because a hard earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best stubby cooler for that beer is a beer with the podcast stubby cooler. You can get it right in the baseline. You can get it chatting on FaceTime. You can get it talking about. Matter of fact, I've got one now. Because a hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best stubby cooler for that beer is a beer with the podcast stubby cooler. Go to the website, abeerwith.com, for all your podcast needs, including the one place to find a beer with the podcast stubby cooler. How are we, everyone? It is Monday, the 7th of September. I am at home recording this one. Um, just decided to, you know, stay at home for this one, record this a heap of editing I'm doing at the moment, um, for this other project that I have coming up. I've announced it on all the other socials, um, that we're doing something, doing something with the catch management team. Um, so great team over there. Uh, and we've started, uh, on a project and it's going really well so far. So can't really announce anything much yet, but I'm sure if you've looked at the socials and you've seen any of the, uh, you know, the photos and stuff that we've been posting, you can probably figure out what it is. Um, but yeah, it's a huge honor to be working with the catch management team. Um, so yeah, that's, um, that was an awesome weekend there. Now today we have Rinsler on the podcast. Now I did this one with him on Friday. So before we did, uh, the catch stuff on the weekend and this is a great chat. Um, I really didn't think that it went for as long as it did. Um, I guess cause we were just so, um, you know, into the conversation. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was a really long one. This one came out at about two and a half hours. Um, so yeah, let's just get straight into it. It's a, it's a big one. So, um, I'm sure, uh, you know, there'll be some stuff in there that be some value for everyone. So, uh, let's run that music and get this episode underway. Hi guys, welcome back. This is another episode of A Beer With. I'm your host, Jai, and today on the episode, we have Rinsler. Now, Rinsler, or Zach is his real name, uh, he's the guy who's in charge of Interval. He came up with the concept uh, and he'd been running several events during the week, um, and we talk about that in the episode, exactly what Interval is. Uh, But he was organising all of those, obviously during COVID, we've sort of He's rolled them back, but this is a great chat with him, uh, not only to find out more about Interval uh, and all the events that he's been doing, but also to get to know him a little bit better, a little bit more about his DJing that he does. Um, it's interesting, he uses virtual DJ now. Um, so for all the people out there who've been wondering what is virtual DJ like these days, because a lot of us started with it back, way back when, um, you know, is it any good? What's it like? So listen to this episode and you'll get an idea of sort of what it, what it does. So um, let's just get straight to this one, guys. I really enjoyed this one and I think you guys will too. So as always, sit back, crack a beer if you have one and enjoy the episode. This is A Beer with Rinsler. 
Cheers, man. Cheers. Welcome to the podcast. Um, we've, uh, you know, we've been been mates for a little bit now and yeah. I sort of found you through Interval. So I think we should start talking about Interval. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's on hiatus, obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, as a lot of things are. But tell us a little bit about Interval for anyone who hasn't or doesn't know about it or of it. Yeah. Uh, and then sort of how it came about as well. What for sure. So Interval sort of came around for uh, to twofold reason. Uh, the first being for my own selfish benefit. Uh, so I spent the last, I've been DJing for the last few years. And in all of that time, I'd seen none of the people I'd met DJ at all. Yeah. Because uh, I'm just DJing when they're DJing and yeah. you just never see them. And it's like every now and then I catch half of someone's set. But for the most yeah. part, it was empty. So I was like, oh, it'd be totally sick if there were just something midweek yeah. where all of me and all, all of the friends I've made along the way could just hang out and yeah. have a mix and I could see what they do and see what they get up to, but, yeah. you know, with no limits. Um, and then I saw that, um, you know, there were, just wasn't a platform for people to do what they wanted to do or try out things they, that are off-brand or yeah. really experiment with stuff. So I was like, oh, well, that doesn't exist, so let's just make it. Yeah. And then the feedback from that was was nuts, and the um, it just grew and grew and grew from there. And the the like what three months I ran it before uh, lockdown. Yeah, it was starting to get like you know, like, there's heaps of people. Always, you know, it always looked like it was a good vibe. Yeah, you know, it always a good um, a good lineup of artists. Like you know, maybe not massive, huge guys, yeah. but guys, you know, and girls, obviously, who are you know, in the scene and and you know, are working working DJs or yeah. up and coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really love that. And I love that you started putting on some sort of different types of events and stuff. Like yeah. I remember you did like a lo-fi sort of. Yeah, Breathe. Um, yeah, that, breathe. Was the, that was the next one that because, just got pulled. But. Yeah, because everyone's doing, um, you know, everyone's doing lo-fi projects as I've found out recently, yeah. uh, you know, as a bit of a creative outlet. But like I've said, you know, there's not really any lo-fi nights to play at yeah. except for maybe the Breathe um, yeah. that was on. So. Um, pretty pretty ironic names. Yeah, <laughs> breathe with the timely everything yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really sick. But yeah, it it got to a place where we had, um, I think the waiting list before before we uh, locked it down till next year is is sitting at eighty DJs. Yeah, huge. From everyone's Brisbane. keen. Like yeah. it's you know people want to. So many DJs who don't yeah. get to play what they really want to play. Yeah. when they play on the weekends. Yeah, it's like you know you got to play. Or the they get locked into the like venue. the brand that they've created and yeah. they're like, hey, it'd be just really cool as a one-time thing to be like, I'm going to bust out a reggae set, you know. Yeah. I'm just going to do it because yeah, I love all this really reggae cool. music that I listen yeah. to. Or even like I'd love to do like a breakbeat set one time because yeah. like, you know, like I used to be huge into breaks and used to be huge in Brisbane, but it's not really a thing here anymore. Yeah. So it's like, I, I mean, I can't play breakbeat at anywhere um yeah. it's just so it's you know it's great for that as well to play music that maybe has been big or it's just yeah. not sort of popping at the moment yeah. um i think that's a, a cool little outlet and like you said during the week you know yeah. usually djs are not doing a lot during the week yeah. um unless they're really grinding on some weird and level it, <laughs> it's yeah. finished early enough too for people to come and do mm. it and not impact their their lives too much if they're working which was the really next day yeah or doing really sweet yeah. But I, I found it awesome. I had a few awesome moments in it when I was running it just to be like, oh, I, I've seen this um, at jazz clubs before yeah. and only at jazz clubs where midway one of the jazz musicians does something that's just so cool. Like they bust out a little solo piece or a little tagline yeah. or a little drum fill or whatever it is. 
Uh, and the whole crowd just goes, yeah, yeah erupts yeah. in. And then this is the first time I'd seen it um, during the mid-DJ sets, just because the crew that turns up to go and support that are, like, such awesome people yeah. that they're just, like, midway through a set, someone does a transition and everyone's just, like, oh, losing yeah, their minds. Like, yeah, that's so it's, cool. It's funny. It's almost like the opposite of, um, like, it, it probably, I dare say it almost, like, would do well now because, like, I, I don't know about during the week and stuff like that. It could be any time. But, um, yeah. You know, a lot of the times when I saw it, it was people sitting down, yep. enjoying the music and talking and socialising and, you know, mm. having, I think you had food and stuff there yeah. too and stuff. So it's almost like you were ahead of the time a little bit yeah. in terms of what you what you could do. But, you know, it also at the moment it's venues and stuff. It's, yeah, you know, that's they've it. They've got to make money and a lot of them are hurting and can't afford to just try things mm. i suppose yeah and that was the uh that's the big reason it isn't back at the moment is the um milk factory where we were running it which is one of my favorite venues uh unfortunately had to shut down permanently yeah um and is in the process of you know um well seeing if they can seeing if they can yeah, reopen, reopen and exploring those avenues um and then so the next thing is just finding a venue that's going to be like hey this random dude off the street wants to come in and rig his own staging and lighting and uh, decorations and then introduce these strange forms of music in because mm. that's the big thing is like it's the the whole event is designed to be genreless so you can appreciate what each DJ or musician mm. has has to offer yeah um, so you know that was the that's been the biggest thing hurdle in finding a venue that wants to support that has been like on the same night that we are having reggae and house music we're gonna have a metal DJ come in and do yeah. a heavy metal set yeah um so, you know, that happened on our, on our first open, on our opening night is we had eight DJs with eight different genres uh, ranging anywhere from liquid drum and bass, experimental, indie electronic, yeah. metal, reggae, all in the same night. Yeah, that's uh, cool. And which is sick, sick to watch. You just have to be prepared for it when you go. Yeah. You got to know that you're going to hear a whole heap of different yeah. things. You're not just going to, you know, hear house music yeah. or you're not just going to hear bass music the or, infamous know, rhythm or, slot at yeah, the yeah. end of the night yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah i think that's cool man because it it just means that it doesn't get stale yeah um you know like you said it's something during the week it's a little bit of more of a, a social thing rather than so much you know it's so hard to get and like you said you don't see a lot of people when they play because it's like everyone's playing at their own places and it's, yeah. it's almost i mean it's not like a loyalty thing but it's like a lot of people feel weird going to another venue yeah. or something, especially if it's in like direct competition yeah, or something absolutely. like that. Um, and so you don't get to hang out with those people. And that's yeah. why I really, I think those things, you know, those more social things that aren't at a big major club. So it's almost like no one's, it's a neutral territory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no yeah. one's trying to suck up to the manager to get a gig or yeah. no one's trying to, yeah. you know, do whatever it is. Everyone's just there like, oh, we're just here to hang out. You yeah. Know? So um, I think that's really cool, that kind of vibe. And yeah. that's kind of like what I'm trying to do with the Friday knockoffs yeah. at the moment. Um, so, you know, it's that same that same thing about just more of a social thing, yeah. you know, to, like you said, yeah. actually meet the people that yeah. uh, and see them play um, rather than, you know, yeah. just whatever. Yeah. And one of the great things that came from that was like, um, I got to see what other DJs and other genres were doing and I was like, hey, that's because I'm like the biggest sticky beak. I was like, I'm going to lean over the decks and watch everything you do. For like, oh, so that's the only reason you yeah. run the events, oh, so yeah. you can get everyone's Selfish cool music that game. they don't play anywhere. No, not so much the tracks. I, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I like a different sort of music to most people. 
um, that, uh, that are DJing in the Brisbane scene. But it was just like even stuff like that was my first introduction to chopping outside of the rhythm genres yeah. is when I saw, uh, I think it was Roger G do some in UK bass and I was like, oh, that's interesting to apply that to yeah. a different genre. So I yeah. immediately took that and I was like, hey, with my um, glitch hop and future bass, I'm going to. Start, totally, start chopping between that. You could totally chop that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and then even um, I've been doing it with drum and bass and liquid drum and bass, which is real interesting. People do like, yeah. double drops, triple drops, yeah. of, you know, drum and bass stuff all the time. And all the you just learn. So so watching all these other genres, because everyone, every genre mixes differently. Mm. Um, and just being like, hey, I can take that technique or that style of transition and yeah. apply that to what I do. Yeah. I even find like, you know, when you do back-to-backs, you mix with other people yeah. in the same genre. People yeah. mix differently, you know, mm. like it's different. Which is sick. That's really cool. Yeah, which see. is awesome to to watch people and they're like, oh, I use, oh, yeah, when I mix out, I try and use the filter more rather than using EQ, you know, like yeah. some people do it differently and it's, and then like you can get into those like deep conversations. It's like, oh, but what do you do then when you're not on a pioneer mixer? Like, yeah. how do you mix out then? It's like, oh, well, you know, I'm just not as good on those mixes. It's like, <laughs> well, like, you know, maybe you should like turn, try this one. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. a good point, you know, like, because everything's, you know, got its, you know, strengths and weaknesses. Um, yeah, and you always look at it as a way it's like, or I look at it anyway to be like, this is another tool I can add to my tool belt. Yeah. You know, if I know 20 different transitions using a billion different tools, um, that means whenever it's appropriate, I can just pull it out and be like, sick, I'm going to use this here and it's going to be the most effective. Yeah, and even like you can like, you know, give other other people go, oh, how'd you do that? I've never seen that. Like, yeah. you know, uh, especially because, you know, I've, got one of the RMX 1000s. Yeah. Um, so I've had it for years and used it for years. So I I mean, I don't practice on it and stuff like that. Yeah. I haven't used it in years, but um, like to practice. Yeah. But I know all the functions of everything and where it is and how it works. So it's like I can use that thing pretty competently. Yeah. I mean, I'm not amazing. Like you'd have to actually like sit there and practice because there's so many things you could layer on top of each other like and do at the same time to yeah. build something up and then so it's like the potential with that those things is like incredible oh, yeah like the ceilings through the incredible, roof incredible but you yeah. just know like i don't spend enough time practicing on it but i, yeah. I don't play gigs every weekend yeah. or anything. i'm not <laughs> touring it. if i was like doing a, a you know a world tour or something oh and, you, and i had yeah. one of those i'd be like all right world tours in a month i'm going to spend all month working on a banging set yep. and have like options and tunes, but then have like these actual little like performance sets, pieces. performance yeah. bits where I've, you know, I know I can mix this into that and in the build up, use yep. all these effects and loop yeah. it and all that. Um, I'd totally be doing that. That'd be um, sick. Because yeah, that'd be, that'd be amazing. And it's so, there's really small, you just take it with you. Yeah. Like, I think, um, I think Dorley. Dooley, yeah, I think that's how it's spelled. Yeah. Um, the guy who does like, well, he mainly does like disco-y house stuff. He played yep. at um, when it was Capulet Sub Rosa. Yeah, yeah. And he had a, like he had normal CDJs that he would mix on, but then he had like this thing that he created and it wasn't created, it was just like a road case that he customized yep. to have um, one of the Roland TR8 drum yep. machines and an RMX. Yeah. So he could like do all like drum patterns and just, he'd just do crazy shit. Like sometimes he'd just go and like run his fingers over it yeah. and then use like the build up effects and it would just be this random drum, 
you know, pattern yeah. that he's made in this build-up that he just puts, you know, yeah. echo and, like, beat rolls and all stuff and builds it up and then just, like, drops it out and it goes back oh. to the track. And it's, you know, it's just sick because it stuff. gives you, like, that flexibility to do yeah. that, that cool shit. At home, um, the so the controller I use most when I'm out at events DJing is a little uh, Roland 707M. Yep. Um, and the dope thing about the, the Roland line of controllers is, one, the preamps are baller. They're so yep. much better than everything else on the market. Um, your sound quality you're pushing out of them is real real tight but um they have an 808 built in a 909 built in and I like think, the actual chipset i think i've seen those ones yeah. yeah so you actually sort of got a bit of a drum machine yeah. as well as a, as a and then controller they have an, i remember seeing them come yeah. out and i thought man like that really could it could change the game like i think if that's like that kind of stuff's like the next level yeah. of where it's going because it, you know we went from cdjs and all that and basic controllers yeah where controllers were just controllers yeah even though back like in the day you used to do like crazy mappings because you had to map all your own yeah, controllers. yeah so you just do like crazy shit like thank goodness you, could, you don't have to do that anymore. oh yeah but you used to do like because yeah. you could do that people would have like these crazy mappings they'd created for things so you could download them yeah. and like do them so like the instead of like a pitch wheel it'd be like an effect yeah. you know like it yeah. would do it for an effect parameter oh, and you could do that. all you, kinds of had, crazy shit you can hook um, up like the flanger to the to the jog wheel like and anything, just be like man <laughs> yeah it was so cool because you used to people used to like then know how to do that yeah so it's like you can if you had an idea for something cool that you could do yeah you would be able to figure out how to do it yeah like i used to have a a nano pad um it had like 16 buttons, eight buttons, and then a little uh, XY like yeah. controller. And it was just USB and it was MIDI. And I'd set it up to like effect parameters. So they'd be all like effect parameters. And then this would just be like, sorry, this would be the, the on off. Yeah. And then this would be like, um, you know, like one parameter is up, one parameter is like the other way. And so you just like get out and hold like a <laughs> guitar and be like doing like beat roll effects and shit, like, and holding and like, ding, 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 and then it'd do like beat rolls and, you know, flanges it. and all kinds of stuff and use it as like a performance an effect. Space, yeah. Uh, yeah, but an effect like thing and out there and but really like messing with stuff like yeah. you know, beat roll and stuff that's really gonna chop it up and yeah. like make it sound like you're doing something, not just like a filter or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like actual um sort of pretty hectic effect. Sort of where you're leaning into it, you're turning it into an instrument rather than a Yeah, um, yeah. You really sort of, of yeah, yeah, you're really leaning into that performance side. So yeah. when you're up there, people can actually see like Oh, he actually is doing something. I yeah. can hear it. That's like, always the. Yeah. Uh, I always think that when I see any sort of performers, but um, you know, especially ones using like uh, backing tracks or anything like that, um, it's like it's so important for the audience to be able to see what you're doing and then line that up with what they're hearing. Yeah. And if you do and that, your crowd response is like crazy. Even yeah. when you're DJing, it's like nothing's. Uh, at least for me, anyway, nothing's more disheartening when I hear um, this massive, awesome transition. And like I see the DJ and I'm like, oh, what a sick transition! And their hands are in the air, and you're like, that's a mashup. Nothing, nothing wrong with mashups, but it's just sort of like I was so keen to to watch that DJ pull off something awesome, and you know, unless they've done it and they've already done the bit that they need to yeah. do, and then you've just looked yeah. up and they've already done like the bit to get it all in time, and Which, then they're yeah. just like, they're both playing, they're in time. Yep. I know what you know what I that's mean. It. That's it. There's a, two. There's two different, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Like ones where it's like you look up and the whole time they're not touching yeah. anything. Like, you know. Like, that's a real party mashup stuff though. That's yeah. real different. Because, yeah, I do the same thing when I'm mixing is like uh, my actual transition, the one you didn't notice, was 30 bars ago. Yeah. 
Um, and it's just now that you're actually hearing the the build up or the drop or whatever yeah, you're switching into. Tune, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really love just that. Like, um, you know, being in the mix for yeah. as long as possible. Yeah, especially when I'm just like playing here at frequencies. You know, if you're at a club playing at a venue, like well, prohibition you, that's main a room, ball game. prohibition <laughs> main room, I'm not going to sit there and like mix two tunes for you know like yeah. a minute and a half or anything or yeah. two minutes. You know, yeah. maybe I will, but that depends yeah, on your audience. Depends, depends what, what it you're is playing and, and that, but like. I love that. Uh, I think that's really an old school um, mm. mentality of like, you know, mixing, staying, trying to mix as long as possible. Uh, and I suppose that maybe that's more the genres I used to be in um, back in the day. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that. Just trying to make them both work. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. Not almost sound like one song, but two songs, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my that's my favorite sort I love of thing that to stuff. do. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love being able to to be like, okay, um, you do it. I do it more in drum and bass than anything else. But it's like when you and you know you get a lot of drum and bass DJs who are really fantastic at it, where they're just sitting there with three tracks playing simultaneously, and yeah. they're just EQ'd perfectly, mm. and you just hear it and you're like, wow, that's a really cool track. And if you want to do a cheeky Shazam, you're like, it doesn't work. It's because they're doing it yeah, then two. and there. That's real. Yeah, there's real two, sort of two that you can't really. Yeah, mm. I used to always think of it as I used to explain it to my. Um, like my music friends who did, because I, you know, did classical and yeah. all that kind of stuff. We used to be in, you know, like symphony, like wind symphonies and symphony orchestras. Yeah. I used to explain it to them as it's like you've got, you're conducting two bands at the same time. Yeah. But they're the most absolute perfect bands in the world. They yeah. never miss a note. Everything's spot on in tune every time. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Because yeah. you're playing the tracks. But then you can choose if the low instruments play in this band. Yeah. And the low don't play in this band and the height. So I sort of like yeah. explain it like that and it sort of comes uh, across for those people yeah. a little bit better. Um, oh, and I think that's I such a good way to, to think about it when you're trying to do, you know, one, make it sound like one song and mix yeah. stuff together is you want to make it so it's one band playing, but it's two bands, yeah. but they're both playing different parts. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want that clash and overlap. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I sort of find a lot of newer DJs, um, they don't really care if there's that, Overlap and clash yeah. of, um, you know, EQ and frequencies and stuff. But yeah. um, I don't know, man. Like these days, what are we all playing when we go out? Like when people go out? You yeah. Know? Like it's like you got to, everything's out the window at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like usually it's like so many venues are like, we want top 40 commercial remix or whatever, yeah. whatever their popular genre is. But yeah. they're so hot on the quick turnarounds. That your only transition is fast cut, fast cut, fast yeah. cut, beat match, fast cut, yeah, and you move on. Um, yeah, that's it. you sort of got to go in and out with those with yep. those things for the commercial stuff because people want to know the song they're listening to. Like, yeah, commercial. That's what commercial is. They want to hear familiar stuff. Yeah, which is weird. Like yep. you know, yeah. for people who love music, it, it's kind of weird um, to think that. And even people who say they love music and then they're like, oh yeah, I love you know, and they just list. I love all heaps. genres, and then they uh, list the most popular song. Of the top twenty genres, and you're like, I like, I appreciate your effort. I really do. Uh, keep doing what when, you're doing. But, like, uh, I, I actually do hate that saying. Like, I like all genres, or I love all genres. Oh yeah, like, give me give me thirty seconds on my laptop, and I'll prove to you that you do not like. Because yeah, because there's definitely ones you don't like. I, I mean, you can say you appreciate all yeah. genres. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um. But you know, and that's like, a good thing to to be behind as well. Yeah, it's fine to but, appreciate all, but let's be real. No one likes all genres. 
Like, I'm going to play you some Norwegian throat singing uh, with a heavy back there. Oh, so good, <laughs> that right? shit's sick. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I should have picked a better, better yeah, example. Yeah. But, no, but for, you know, yeah. some other people who aren't weird like me would probably, you know. They would, would be like, this is like, weird. Why are they doing weird, that with yeah. their mouth? Um, <laughs> because, like, yeah, there's always a genre that people aren't going to vibe with, and that's just how it is. You yeah. Know? Like, so, yeah, I just think it's weird when people people say that. Oh, um, yeah, you throw on death like, metal and you're like, I, oh. I love all genres. It's like, well, this, oh, fuck, that's terrible. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, come on, man. Like, yeah. you can't say it and not mean it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but yeah, you can definitely appreciate all genres and that's a good thing to move towards to be like, okay, I'm not going to enjoy listening to this mm. long term, but there's always going to be elements there that are just going to be like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not much of a house guy myself. Sorry, all my mm. house friends. I love you all. Uh, but but yeah, I, I don't I, I never sit at home and go, man, I could listen to three hours a house. So when yeah. I go out, if it's not a friend I know playing, I will yeah. probably won't go. It's see not a like house. you go to a house club just because but, you yeah. want to listen to that music. Or but anything. like yeah. when they talk about it and they talk about what makes house special for them, I get it. Like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I really understand it. Yeah. Like that so what in- are your genre? Like, what's your genre then? Like if you like, obviously we yeah. can say we we like all genres, we appreciate yeah. all. But what's like, you know, if you could play or listen to yeah. anything right it's now it's really hard at the moment because you know there's a um you know where we're at with music is the crossovers are insane yeah you know your genres are just blending one into the other yeah into the other for, for me though for like what i like playing or when i'm djing my favorite is like this weird you know when you hear it all together it makes sense but individually it's like these are a lot of different genres it's like i like my real hip hoppy vibe of glitch hop I love yeah. my future bass, but the full spectrum because future bass is like yeah. one of the most expansive genres out there. It's like yeah. it covers the full BPM scale and it's just every mood or theme or that. There's so many varieties in there. So like Is it just more what defines it then is like the sound, like the the synthy, uh like those the Yeah. Sort of synth, you know, like the I don't know how to describe um, you know, for future bass that the synths that do the wah, 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 yeah. kind of stuff. Or, or I like, really do appreciate like the big, uh, the only way to describe it is like soaring synths that yeah. are like pff, huge. Yeah. But then like the intricate overlaps between like that glitch hop feel and the future bass too, real nice. And then drum and bass on top of that. Um, somehow, some electro, some electronic, um, you know, when you say it aloud, it's like, oh, that's 20 different genres. You're but like, when you piece it together yeah, in a set. It's like, oh, so that's like all the genres yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when you piece it together in a set, if you've ever heard one of my like mixes from start to finish, it's like, oh, no, we are hitting 10 different genres, but there's tying themes throughout yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's and it hopefully, like the goal is, it may or may not, I may or may not succeed, but the goal is like we're going to be able to hit in an hour, we're going to hit drum and bass, glitch hop, future bass, electro house, dubstep. Um, yeah, all this sort of stuff in an hour, and it's going to make sense. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the hard thing to do. like. Anyone can just play all those tunes in an yeah. hour, but to make it like program it and craft it so that it does like make sense, like you said, where it tells a story, common or, themes, yeah. or you feel like it doesn't just jump from one thing to another. Like it makes set, like it actually works. Yeah, um, I think that's like what's important for someone who does open format really to have like a sound almost. Yeah. Um, Cause you can play open format and have a sound or you can play multiple genres and have a sound yeah. or you can produce multiple genres and have a sound, Yeah. but it's more difficult. You yeah. got to put a lot more work in a lot more effort to, to, you know, program the set and structure what songs you're going to play when and, and then, you know, get yeah. the right songs too. Yeah. Cause you can't, you know, there's not, you can't mix just any old, um, yeah. you know, 
if you're future bass song into any old <laughs> drum and bass song, like you know, it's got to be yeah. they've got to make sense. There's got to be some common theme yeah. or something. Yeah, and then you end up breaking a lot of the traditional mixing rules when you're doing that yeah. too. So much fun. I would recommend that for anyone. Get your get your basics down. Get yeah. your understanding down. But then mess with it. It's so yeah. cool. That's why you learn the rules. You yeah. know how to break them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like that's it. You learn all those tools so you can use them no matter what ballpark you've thrown yeah. in. Like what we were talking about with the controllers. It's like, uh, what do you do when you don't have that? It's like, well, you need to be able to adapt. I'm like the yeah. opposite now. Someone goes, oh, yeah, we've got RXs. I'm like, man, how do you use these things? Like, <laughs> uh, I was on one the other week when yeah. we were at the um, yeah. at thingy and I didn't know how to, like, use because you have to choose which deck it goes to yeah. on that. So I'm like, how do I figure out what deck it, like, you know, yeah. to make it? And then I figured it out and I was like, oh, it's yeah. cool. It's just the, tran- you know, transpose, yeah. like, getting I try and I try and always get my hands on as many different decks and systems and programs. Oh, to, I'll have to, to, I'll have to lend you my um, BCD 3000. Yeah. Um, what I'll, is that? I'll send you a. I'll yeah, have to send okay. you a MIDI mapping file for yep. it too. Um, for um, for <laughs> Tractor. Um, well, I've mapped it in Tractor, but who it's, makes it? What's the brand? It's a Behringer. It's my first controller. I've got I've got, the, like, I can yeah. get the mapping for it. Oh um, yeah. So, oh no, but the one I've got set up because oh. some of the knobs and things don't work because <laughs> it's like I, I got it when I was. It's ancient. Twenty one. Yeah, yeah. like, You know, it's well, my mate got it, so it's like. It's, you know, it's over 10 years old. It's had a hard life. And, oh, and it's like, it looks like a piece of shit. Hell yeah. It looks terrible. Yeah. But I've taken it. So I got I've this, taken it everywhere and used it. I got this dope little, um, it's my backup controller. So if I'm ever doing an event out of town, I've got my main system. I always bring, you know, you want to bring spares if you're hours out of yeah. town from hell. Uh, and my backup controller is this tiny little Numark that I kid you not is about the size of a half an A4 sheet of plate, yeah, that's uh, paper. And it's like, it's just got everything. I and, got a little new mark new yeah. thing too, yeah. And it's like, oh, it's got my turntables, my filter knobs, my EQs, my hot cues, crossfader, that. It's dope. Doing an entire set on that is so much fun. But yeah. you're like, you cut out 90% of the tools you have. That's um, it. And it's it's good that's to do that. That's why it's backup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's good to do that. And it's battery powered too. Like, yeah. That's the, that's the real thing is, you know, my um, portable system that I take when I'm out of town is like I can do six hours, six to eight hours without... Um, getting hooked up to mains if yeah. I have to. Yeah. Is know? that with a Jenny or do you have batteries? For um, so it's uh, the whole system is wireless. So it has a Bose S1 if you've seen one of those. 300 watt portable speaker, dope piece of equipment. Yeah. Um, so that's a rechargeable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they last like eight hours, something yeah. like that. They're real solid. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, yep. So that's so, your, like the, the portable one. And then yeah. what about like, so you, when you say you've got the portable one, you've got that's the rechargeable uh, yep. speaker. Yep. And then you've also got that controller, or do you use your other one? Yeah, so I've got the, that, one? Uh, the the little new mark for that one. Yep. Um, and then just plug into the laptop and run off laptop power. You just put it in power saving and you're like, uh, I can yep, get yep. six hours. Yeah, that's which cool. Which is a good idea. Yeah, I've got um, the new mark controller I've got is a um, – I've never seen anyone else with it. I've yep. never seen any videos of anyone using it. But the potential on it is huge. And I used to use it at like – pubs and bars where you didn't have to actually like mix tunes you're just sort yeah. of playing and so sometimes i'd go and like hang with people and drink and you could take this little controller with you like, i could take this little controller it's wireless yeah so it's why you know bluetooth yeah. or whatever um so you just you know you just have to be a bit of distance away um not too far and it's got uh eight buttons eight buttons a big knob um, and then two triggers. Yeah. Um, and so the buttons obviously are for triggering. The I just used to use the big knob as a um, uh, a crossfader, mm. left to right. Um, and then the triggers, which is really cool, is actually they actually um, they actually start 
They actually trigger an, like an effect or whatever. So if you do the right one, it turns into an accelerometer for the x-axis. If you do so the left cool. one, it goes that axis. Yeah. If you do both, it's like both. So you can have like fil- like um, so effects cool. and stuff on it. The other cool thing is that it comes with straps so you can put on your arm. So you could technically be like turning your arm. Gosh, you got to show me that. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. cool. And it was like 100 bucks or 120 bucks or something back in the day. And I've literally never seen anyone use it. Yeah. Um, And the only time I've used it really is, like I said, when I was doing pub things, I'd like have a beer with someone or whatever. I just go over there and just be like, next song, CrossFit. You know what I mean? Like, and then just sit there and you don't have to like actually, you know, sit there and do stuff. Just for those little like pub gigs where you're not actually mixing, you're just playing like classic rock for an hour or something. All that stuff's so cool. Yeah, before you maybe get into some mixing or something. Um, But yeah, then I also used it at a wedding because it was like I needed a wireless setup and I had my computer and that all set up with a wireless speaker there at the actual wedding ceremony. Yeah. And so I was actually sitting in the crowd triggering the music for the – Different, you know, yeah. there's a couple of songs that needed to be played for them walking down the aisle, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, so I actually used that then to actually sit in the crowd at the wedding and just like trigger the samples so it wasn't like up at the speed yeah. things, like doing stuff. So, doing awkward stuff, that's it. So, yeah, it, you know, there's some really cool technology that I think, you know, in terms of controllers and all that kind of stuff could yeah could really take things to the next level, like well, live stuff, you know. Yeah. I was yeah talking to Paul about that the other day, just like all the stuff that's coming out now. It's like it's good to be able to. I I always get like sorry all my pioneer friends. Uh, I love you to bits, but uh, CDJs aren't that red hot anymore. You yeah. know, there's nothing that they're doing that's revolutionary or above the curve. Yeah. Um. So it's really and but it's it's a s- essential tool. You need to know how to use them. Yeah. yeah. They're real handy to get. I mean, they're and- solid. They're club standard. Yeah. You know, you know when you go to a big club, yeah. it's going to be decent CDJs. And I can't there. wait to see what the next ones are doing now that they've got competition, you know? That's yeah. really exciting to be well, like. Because the one thing that I really loved about the new, the Denon yeah. ones that were there was, That's and it's sick. it's something that Tractor yeah. used to have that, um, you know, I'd missed for ages, was just the the beat jump yeah. where you can jump back 16 beats or something. And the, the handy thing you can do then is, yeah. um, you know, if you don't necessarily know the song too well yeah but you want to sort of put a you've got another song you're mixing in but maybe you triggered it uh 32 beats too late or too early or whatever yeah you can just like jump back and then it's in you fix the transition straight away yeah and like that was like the the biggest thing that when i used to be on um you know on um uh, tractor and use yeah. digital stuff was that I love because I could get it in time and if it was out of phase it didn't matter because I could just beat jump like just yeah. keep going and essentially be live looping I guess yeah um until it was in the right time that's so sick. without having to yeah. actually loop it's like looping it but at the end of the loop yeah not at the st- like you don't have to trigger it at the start where yeah. it should start you get to the end and you go oh I should have looped it there and then you go back <laughs> and then it gets there and you just go back and yeah. then you just keep doing it until it's like oh now they're in time bang, bang. and it drops and you're good yeah. yeah but yeah I love the new denons and I love them for the sake that it's like all this stuff that controllers have now had for the last five or six years um like legitimately it's like okay now it's on a standalone um USB-able controller, uh, USB-able like yeah. deck, which is super solid. And it means it's like all that stuff you practice at home with your, you call cool little slicer loops, um, your yeah. beat jumps, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. else you're doing there, your yeah. rolls. There's so much you can do with them. Um, and depending on what you're using. So I was talking uh, to Paul the other day actually about 
um, you know, the the newest feature in Virtual DJ, which is what I... Virtual DJ, man. So this is the thing. For those that don't know, Virtual DJ has been kicking ass for the last two years. There we go. Yep. We've been talking about this on the last few episodes yeah. about like, wonder what Virtual DJ is doing. Um, like... I can give you the lowdown of <laughs> All right, everything so let's that's do been a little, doing. Let's do a little update on Virtual DJ. What's been going on there? Okay. Because I haven't seen it for... Because it usually gets the it's the it's considered the run to the litter when it comes to um, and it's considered the thing most people start on because yeah. it's usually has been it's free. free and it's you don't really need a MIDI yeah. controller per se like you just sort of yeah, yeah you give can it a crack do and it's some got basic DJing DJ on the in the name it does so it's people easy to search find. Hmm, like you know like how do yeah. I do DJing on computer oh virtual DJ yeah that must be a DJ program yeah. I'm gonna download that for free yeah. yeah. So it's like to start off with though, there's like there is nowadays there is literally nothing it can't do that the other programs can do. Mm. Um, so it's no longer left out of the ballpark. Built into it, it's compatible with 600 controllers and decks on the market. Yeah. So I can plug it into anything with the pro version and just take control of it. Yeah. So I do it with the CDJs here, um, purely for the fact that these are the Nexus 900s don't have cue points. And I want to use cue points to do little tricks and whatever, yeah, little fun yeah. things. So I reprogrammed the beat divide to be like my cue points. Yeah. So now I can just go do, do, do. But the latest feature on Virtual DJ, which is the most hyped uh, at the moment, is stems. And they've yeah. done, they've created a mathematic algorithm that can pull apart each different section of a song yeah. to a good enough degree. You know, obviously it's not going to be perfect, but for the sake of live uh, mixing in a club yeah. or at an event or anywhere, it's like, this is really good. You can, you know, you can separate your hi-hats, your vocals, your instruments, your bass guitar, your drums immediately with no extra work Yeah, uh, right off the top. So like if you're playing top 40 and you're playing like top 40 R&B, um, you can drop out the vocals from Yeah by Usher and then, you know, drop on the vocals of your next song, which is like, this is how we do it or crazy yeah. in love or something like that. Um, and then, you know, cause you can set it up on your hot cues to do the stems or you can set it up on your equalizers to do the stem control. You can be like, okay. And now swap the beats, swap the bass lines, swap the each individual instrument. You can, yeah. you can do all that. And yeah, it does cool. like a, I would say like, you know, if a hundred percent pure studio acapella sort of thing, it's working at like 70%. Yeah. Which for live club stuff is perfect. Yeah. It's been really cool. Um, but yeah, as far as features go, it's like it, it literally just blows all the competition out of the water. Mm. Now, 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 back in and the day. And that's for like the pro version though. Like is there a difference? So is the pro version obviously a paid version? Yeah, right? pro version is a paid version. So what's the like go with like the paid version? Like, you know, because obviously a lot of the other programs cost money. And yeah. if you want to have the and good version of Virtual DJ, it's you more expensive yeah, than yeah. the rest. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so what are we talking for a pro version? 300 bucks for the license. Yeah. Lifetime. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then, which is a lot when you're considering like Serato's 80 and then Tractor's yeah. like 120, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but when it comes down to it at the end of the day, Virtual DJ's just got so much more going for it. Yeah. Um, but the main thing, like this is like... But it's like the marketing then they need to get into. Yeah, cause, right. Because the other brands are all, you know, heavily embedded within yeah. the industry. Everyone already. knows Serato. Yeah. Everyone uses Serato. But I mean, the thing is, like I said, like everyone starts on virtual like, yeah, DJ, yeah. like so many people. So it's not that it's not, uh, maybe these days it isn't. I think it's people who started yeah. I will a, long, easily a while say, ago. Pre-2018, you know? it was worse than Serato. But now, yeah. nowadays, after two years of kicking ass, it's like, yeah, this thing is is actually the best tool we have. And I was even showing, it's like, I can take... You know, if you want to get really crazy with it, I can go, 
here is my rain motorized mixer. Here is my Pioneer six channel, uh, whatever the new six channel yeah, one yeah. is mixer. Here are two Denons. Here's two CDJs. Um, and here is a standalone controller. I'm going to plug them all into a USB box and I can run them all simultaneously with Virtual yeah, DJ and, and lay that work, out, yeah. which is insane. All your peripheral device, obviously like the Pioneer standalone stuff, they put a lot of effort in to make sure that only works with Pioneer. So all the peripheral devices don't uh, are a bit harder to set up, but they all work. Yeah, that's like, um, you know, like Tractor and Serato, they do work with, uh, well, I mean like Tractor. Yeah. And I don't know about Serato because I'm a Tractor user. Yeah. Or I was, I don't really use it anymore. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was like just the USB into the, I would just go USB into each deck. Yep. And I just use the mixer if as a mixer. If they're linked with virtual, you can just plug it into one and it'll control the yeah, lot, which is sick. Yeah, that's even cooler, yeah. Um, which makes it quick. So if I... Um, depending on what the the CDJ model is, if it's like if it's any of the Nexus two thousands onwards, that sort of stuff, it's like I just plug it into one of them, and I can hijack the whole unit. If they're yeah. running four decks and and peripherals, I can just take control. Yeah. Um, instantly too. With the nine hundreds, it's a bit clunkier. You do have to go into each one. Yeah. Um, set it up a bit. Some but, settings and that. But yeah, it's like as for like everything else, it's been so good to just be able to go. Okay, I'm gonna turn up to a friend's place, um, doing a house party. He's yeah. got his controller there. I can literally just plug it and go. Yeah. You know, he's got CDJs there. I can plug it and go. Yeah. Um, really streamlines the whole thing. Plus, uh, this is this is my personal favorite and like the number one reason I stick with it over everything else. Because, um, you know, I play off USBs when I have to play off USBs. But for the most part, it is virtual DJ. Is I can just go, I lost my train of thought. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, take, yeah. The file management is yeah. quicker. Okay, um, yeah. The at- I mean, that's the same with all digital, well, yeah. you know, like digital, I don't but, know what you I call mean, just them, having DJing to cut out the, the export process saves yeah. you so much time. But it's even the case of if you're scanning in Serato record box um, or tractor, each one of those takes about five or six times longer than virtual DJ does. Yeah. So when you're dealing, because I, I do mainly commercial work, it's like when you're dealing in, in the tens and 20,000s of songs, Yeah. you know, your file management matters so much. Yeah. And the fact that I can, you know, with that. But I, I can, love that, that you can have yeah. the ten to 20,000 songs and you can recall it so easy because you yeah. can search and you've got a keyboard yeah, there. It's got a it's got a filter system too. So Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so if you. As long as you like, have, do you have to tag everything correctly? Uh, there is some level of automation and it's yeah. good enough for the most part. Yeah. Um, you just find one, you're like, oh, that's not in the right spot. You yeah, just like re-tag even, it as something else. Yeah, yeah, you can even just group stuff together and be like, oh, filter dance hits from the 2000s. Yeah. And it'll just immediately pop up a list for the 2000s. Yeah. You, you know, I can go on for hours. There's so many cool things that it does that no one else is quite doing yet. Um, for a while, it toyed with the Spotify integration. It's got some... But that's so hard because, like, you know, you can't... Yeah. I mean, you can't... What, we're not there yet. You haven't. No one's there yet. That's yeah. the thing. Like the internet's not good enough. Yeah, for, yeah. We're just it, not yeah. there yet. But it, it has got its own standalone one through IDJ pool, uh, yeah. which is solid. It's got a ton of. So you can just be like, here's my version of the song. Uh, I want to find an intro mix. You go click on the song, and it goes. Here are the intro mixes. That's cool. and it's right there. And if you got internet, so it's you can starting go to integrate then in the system with other available music out yeah. there. It's like you don't just have to have it on your computer, which has always been yeah. the big thing that's been the downfall for people, maybe more the commercial yeah. side of it. Like when you're playing a gig, you're like, oh, don't have that song. Like I know that song. Yeah. That's a cool song. I want to play that for you, but I actually don't have it. Yeah. Like I can't play it. But, but that yeah. sort of like fixes that problem because then you can like play it. Like I've, I've done like, you know, 
weddings or, or, or I think my mum's 60th or yeah, whatever, yeah. where it was like, man, I am not going to download all of this music that I do not want. Yeah. I'm going to just make like a playlist like Spotify and, uh, you know, a Spotify yeah. playlist. And if I want one of the, to play one of the songs in there, I'm just going to like drop it in and like yeah, mix it in. I'm not going to actually try and beat match and yeah. stuff. And like that was – I was great for that, like for a little thing like that. But yeah. if you actually want to mix it in, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, so this this fixes that, that problem. That fixes that. The yeah. other thing is that that really fucked my Spotify up for a few months. Right. I, it was like, oh my, you know, because I love my Discovery playlist. And then it started just giving me like all like rock and like yeah. you know, old throwback rock tunes. And I'm like, like oh, I heard no. you like uh, 80s music. So here's yeah. too much of it. And you're like, no, please. I'm, I'm begging like, you. No, I'm like, oh, no, I've stopped. Yeah. I, I'm like, I, I shouldn't have done this. I should have got a different account or something. Yeah. Or, all that or, stuff. Or so maybe handy. there's a way to do it. Yeah. To you know to, to not butcher it. your um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah the algorithm. Yeah, but, and yeah. that's it. Having access to all that sort of stuff when you're working um commercially on on like a huge variety of events. Yeah. Um because I do I've done everything at this point. You yeah. know, if you have can, you done a bar mitzvah? Yeah. 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 I haven't done a bar mitzvah. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> the one thing that I'm like I can't remember who it was. I think it was maybe um maybe last week with um with Garud. They someone, didn't, yeah, it wasn't like Mitch, a bar mitzvah, did a bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah, yeah, mitzvah yeah. but it was like a celebration of age sort of thing. But like yeah. I've done fashion shows, boxing tournaments, like all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just now you have, got me thinking about what's the weirdest thing I've done. I'm trying oh, to think, like, I, can't, I, don't, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to think. you got to go deep into the tank for yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, what have I done that was weird? Like, give, yeah. give us a 20-minute break and we'll come back with the weirdest job, uh, yeah. weirdest event we've ever DJ. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, all that stuff's awesome because at the end of the day, um, in my personal collection from all the DJ pools I've been subscribed to with the company I work for, their collection too, it's like I'm capping 45,000 songs. And you actually need to have like a, a, a yeah. system where you can either have it, you know, like you said, tagged or you can at least search for things. Like yeah. That's what I used to love because oh, you know, it, if it, you're playing and yeah. you're like a little bit drunk, a bit tipsy, and you're like, oh, what's that song? Like I don't remember, I don't remember who it's by but it's got – I'm sure it's like got this in the title and you're like, just yeah. type it. And it can be like one word in the title or something. Yeah. And then it'll show you all the list and you go, oh, that's it. There you it know? Is. And there it is. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like you almost, it almost meant that you didn't have to, it almost gives you that flexibility that you're not locked into a set. Yeah. You can plan a set roughly or whatever, but if you just have this harebrained idea out of nowhere and it's this song that, you know, you've got on your laptop from, Mm. five, six, seven, eight years ago. And you're like, that song would mix perfect yeah. now. These people would love it. This is what I need to play next. Yeah. You can just do it easy. Yeah. It's not like you're like, oh, scroll through, like when, what playlist is what it, in? it like, in? What yeah. is it and where it is? And, the and I course- think that's something that they need to bring into the new systems, which I know they have the touch screen thing, yeah. but I think it needs to be, yeah. I don't know, but easier. Yeah, that's Link a very- to your phone and your phone has a keyboard. Mm. That's a good idea. Let's make that happen. Hey, pioneer. Hit us up. Hit us up. Yeah. Sponsor us too. We got that. Do it. Yeah. Or 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 Denon. Or Denon. Or Roland. Look, anyone. I froth Denon and Roland. So uh sponsor yeah. me, please. Well, I'd uh, love to spend get a lot of money with you guys. I'd love to get heaps of the Roland gear in here yeah. for the studio. So much you know, fun. like yeah. But like one of the other things still on the file management is yeah. what makes it so quicker is Serato's crate system, tractors file organization yeah. system, record boxes playlist system and all of those if you've set something up on that it automatically you don't have to do anything if it detects that program on your computer it's there it's there in its own section ready for you to use so if you're like 
oh, I use Serato. You mean my, virtual DJ does? Yeah, okay, virtual yeah, DJ yeah, does. Yeah. So if you're like, I use Serato for my performances because it has really good uh, synergy with my turntables and, and whatever you're doing with that. Um, yeah. If you're using virtual DJ, that stuff's sitting there waiting for you. That's yeah. real cool. It's already organized in its crate system yeah. and it's hanging out. Uh, so they sort of figured out a good way to almost bootleg or hijack all the other systems yeah. to work as one yeah. sort of thing. That's what yeah. it sounds like. You know, it's like yeah. you can sort of bring you. So they don't punish you from, but for using so, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, they've sort of made it yeah. um, user-friendly and easy for you to transition from one to the other because yeah. it's like if you are a tractor or a Serato person, you've got your crates and yeah. your different playlists or whatever, you can just like import it straight away, yeah. which is so smart. That, you know, it's, and it's so quick too. And like, it all they also, need now is like a really big DJ to start using it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what you're waiting on. <laughs> that's you know to get the word out to be there. like, hey, yeah. come check this out. This it's really cool. cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not quite there yet. Obviously, I don't yeah, have we both. Gonna I, I was like, I wish it could be me, but yeah, probably not. I, yeah, it's like <laughs> I, I support the program like crazy, yeah. but like I still learn to use. I know how to use Serato Tractor. Yeah, uh, and Virtual DJ, um, and then obviously. Denon standalone stuff I can use, and then Pioneer standalone stuff I can use. I think I've like honestly, if you can DJ on yeah. most like standalone stuff mm. within fifteen minutes, you should be able to figure out yeah. how it works. The tools are the same; they're just somewhere yeah. else. Like I said, it was yeah. just about for me. It was just about how to choose the track and yeah. make sure it goes on the right deck or mm. or whatever. Yeah, and it was plugged into Record Box too, so it was like same time. It's like you must eject record box or do like it was like telling me something i'm like oh man yeah. why can't you just be apple and work like you know plug and play <laughs> or just anything but pioneer and work yeah yeah just just work please it's like pioneer. they've got a new one coming soon yeah just seen like the there's just 3000s? been some videos there sort of teaser videos and stuff i haven't looked at them um haven't but i'm excited for them it. i'm yeah, really they look excited good, do they yeah just for the fact that it's like now you've got some actual competition that is like if you're looking at like the basic you know Take all bias aside, the Denons are outperforming the CDJs in everything. Yeah. Without Features, question. all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, it yeah. is without question a standalone better and cheaper device. Um, but Pioneer's had the market for 20 years, so good yeah. luck taking that back. Yeah. So it's like People aren't just going to buy like yeah. new random Denon like, gear. Oh, if I was building a slow... club, I'd be like Denon's and all the DJs would be like crossing their arms and pounding like, I don't want to have to export for Denon. And, you know, I don't know, man. Like I reckon like if I was if I was starting and owning yeah. a club, I'd have so much. Like I wouldn't do that because it's just a good way to lose money. But uh, <laughs> yeah, unless you do it right. Yeah. But if I had enough, like, you know, fuck you money yeah. that I yeah. could do that. <laughs> that's what you need. I'd be like, well, I'm going to get Denon's and Pioneer's. We'll have yeah, like that's four it. of each. Uh, and then like we just plug in whatever you I want. I even thought I, night, I would just like, be like, like here, here's my Denon setup and here's a set of XR2s um, for those that need it. You know, just be like, we've we bought one of everything. Yeah. What do you guys want to use tonight? <laughs> we got one CDJ over here and one. Yeah, I know. I mean, one setup. You know, like we've got. That's if someone the dream. Wants, if someone wants one. Wants the old BCD three thousand. Yeah. We've got one. We've got one. Oh, got that'd one. be so sick just to be like, here's all the options. Yeah, um, yeah. What do you What do you want? We can give you, you anything. I got anything. You know, we like, got a computer running all the programs on it too. You want to DJ through Serato tonight? Let's do it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be fun. Like be so I even said to like you know because I. I haven't really known anyone who's on virtual DJ yeah. now, but um, yeah, I know uh, out of the like 150 million DJs, I know I know three dudes total that use but it. But then, like the number of people that I've had on this podcast that started on virtual DJ, yeah. it's probably like at least half. Yeah, or at least the ones who are a bit older. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. 
Um, so and, I remember saying to him, like, it'd be cool if we all just tried to use Virtual DJ one one night, like you know, like just got it uh, yeah, open and I'll host it. But maybe yeah. we, do, but I'll maybe we that. do it without. <laughs> maybe we try and do it without decks mm. and do it like just with like a mouse and stuff. That's to what try I loved about to it to make was... it because that's how all of the older people who started on it started because yeah. they didn't have equipment. They're like, I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like you. I sat down because um, the old crossfader. Well, the thing I was given was a DJ program which everyone knows and everyone's used. Uh, called OTS. No, never used it. Yeah, what exactly. It? No one ever has. Oh. It's such an old DJ program and it's fully automated. Okay. And, and it's like it was made for like Windows 2000 and well, XP and stuff like that. I have used it. I, I do remember some things where it's got like two turntables and you just press like the button and, and it like, auto crossfades and all that. Yeah, yeah, I've used yeah. that back in the day. That was like, that's old that's school, old man. School. So that was the first that's one I used. That's before I was DJing. Yeah. Like that was just like, oh, cool, you can make it do the other thing. I used two. it once and I was like, I'm going to download Virtual DJ because then I at least have control over it. And then I think it was like a year after I started DJing, I got my first set of like controllers. Because I was just on the laptop and I was like, oh, I can learn how to mix, uh, which was quite an experience yeah. after that. Because the first, I got a set of old tractors to, to mix on and the headphone jack didn't work and this didn't work and this didn't work. And yeah. Then, um, <laughs> so you just learn without it. Uh, and then eventually you, you upgrade, you upgrade and learn how to use all the other stuff and go from there. But Isn't that so funny? Sick. Like when you first start, you're like, what? You can play two songs at the same time and make them work? Like, you know, make it Whoa. so that it works? Whoa! And like, it makes people excited too. Yeah, but oh, but it just you when you're in your room, you're like, oh, that's two songs. Oh, and it's like not even time. it's not even like EQ'd, right? <laughs> it's just like in time because you've either synced it or whatever. Like when you, you just accidentally you got it right. Yeah, you got it right, and you're like, oh, man, that's two songs. Yeah, that's so sick. Like that was such like the the that's vibe the back dream. in the day. Yeah, that was so good. It was so good when you started. So yeah. how did you start then? Like let's um, get let's say how did start, I literally how you started. so I s- started with DJing or started with music. Let's. Do we want to go music. all the way back? Yeah, yeah. We always go all the way back. Okay, so the first first introduction into music would have been when I was about 16 or 17. Um, and I learned to mix sound live from the church I was attending okay. at the time. Um, and what kind of church? What, what, what religion? A Christian it? church. Christian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's lots of churches. Yeah, that's true. Even within Christianity, there's lots of churches. There's like a million different denominations. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, just the one I was at and the, the dude that was running it uh, running the audio team there was a professional country musician. Um, yeah, so dope. I learned a ton of him. That was sick. That was such a like, you know, if you ever want to go out there and just learn how to do this stuff, go and volunteer for a church because they have all the equipment there for you to yeah, learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're like, hey, I want to help out, I have, even if you have no belief or whatever, you're like, I want to help out, I want to learn this stuff, they'll, they'll be, be like, like yeah, sweet. yeah, dude, come along, we'll teach you. Used to do that all the time. Yeah. Um, so that was sick. I learned how to do sound there. So what what year is this for 2016? Like how long ago? Uh, when I was 16 talking? years old, that would have oh, been. Oh yeah, sorry, six, when you were 16. 2010. Yeah, cool. 20 yeah uh, 2010 2011. Yeah is, yeah. 2011 yeah, yeah, is cool, when I cool. started. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, and then yeah, did sound for a couple of years. Did lighting with that as well. Learned how to use my DMXing and all that. And then started playing drums in 2012. I think I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that? Uh, and same thing, just playing in churches, which was dope experience, you know, because you get to play with a live band every weekend. You, you don't but... know um, Moss, Mossy or um, or uh, was it Aaron Lee Northy? Oh, that were big into the name sounds familiar. Nor- You'd know Northy, I reckon. They oh, play. They used to it. play the um, the you know the Toowoomba Festival that was yeah. the, the Easter one. Right, I'm from New South Wales, so it's like. <sighs> 
All right. Well, he's, he's from Central Coast, New South Wales. Damn it. I'm from Northern Rivers, so. Right. I, don't, I don't know New South Wales. A bogan country. That's where yeah. I'm from. But, but yeah, because yeah. he, he was big into that uh, world as well. Like yeah. he's quite religious as well. And yeah. he's played a lot of those things and used to do a thing. It's like everything you're saying is like, oh, I started playing drums. I was like, oh, that sounds like Mossy who yeah. he used to have a band with. <laughs> it's airports. a common story. Yeah. All oh, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. you heard of airports? I have. Yeah, I have yeah, heard yeah. of airports. There yeah, you go. Yeah. So that's Aaron. Yeah, um, that's sick. So yeah, started doing that, which was just good experience. Um, and did it, you know, you would do it hundreds of times over the year. Yeah. Uh, and that was pretty much it. From then, I didn't actually have any interest in in following music as a career. I just did it because I liked it. Um, yeah. That's and the then best I, way for it to start yeah. for anyone, really. Yeah. It? And I still, to this day, I'm still a bit like, how did I end up here? But um, yeah. So I just kept doing that. And then I moved to Brisbane to go to uni, not to study music, to study photography um, and did that for ages. And then, you know, just kept doing music bits here and there. And I even came to a place where I was like, no, I'm going to stop doing sound and I'm going to stop doing lighting so I can focus on my graphics design and my photography. Yeah. Um, And it just came to like would have been 2017 um, or end of 2016, start of 2017, that sort of time period where I was just in between jobs. I needed a job. The company I work for now was hiring DJs but only trains from the ground up. Um, and I was like, well, I've done sound all this time. And at this mm. time I'm still doing live sound in some of the small venues around Brisbane Yeah, yeah. and popping in and out in that. I so was you like, understand sound. You yeah. understood it. Yeah. I got my technical capability down. It's just learning. And I, and I knew music too. So um, I applied for the job actually first time in 2015 and got knocked back for it. And then at the end of 2016, I applied again um, with my updated CV. And my boss told me the the reasons he hired me is on my uh, CV I put the two special skills. Number one, I can lift heavy things. Very valuable skill. Yeah. Uh, and number two, you know the Facebook game Song Pop? No. It's a song guessing it. game. That is oh, just, okay. it plays seconds of a clip and you have to guess what the song is. Oh, that's cool. And you can play it with people all over the world. Um, I was well into that at the time. Uh, and I held the, the world high score for... Um, electronic music for yeah, for about sick. two months. So I put my for screen- two months. That's yeah. good enough. Yeah, yeah, I put my screenshot of that down. And the thing is, most people playing it just don't know it. It's not that I know it any more than anyone else that would actually know electronic music. It just so happened everyone else. So I was seven in Australia overall, and then one in the world for that niche. So I put that screenshot in there, and he was like, "You know music. You can lift heavy things. Yeah. I'll hire you." Um, and then from there, it's just like I started DJing. Turned into quickly. I'm doing it. Um, you know, 50 times a year, 60 times a year. And now the last three, two years have been 150 times a year, 150 times a year. Yeah. Um, to bulk. 200 times a year. Getting right into yeah, it. Yeah. That's what I always good advice for anyone that's like trying to, you know, up your skills as a DJ, something really good for you. Go and work commercial jobs and just do the rounds for a couple of months, you know, bust it's your just balls. It's time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I think it's important. Oh, like, and smart learning too, because this is the the yeah. other big thing too. It's like the time that's been put into it. But in that environment too, I'm there with 15 other DJs who are all there for each other and you're not hiding your tricks, you're not hiding your tracks, you're just being like, hey, check out this, and you would learn from each other. So what is, where is this at then? What are you talking about um, here? So this is the company's called GNM Event Group. GNM, yeah. Yeah, uh, primarily weddings, but also everything comes within that yeah. bracket. And it's just, yeah, all employees and all the DJs that work for them, that's how I learn. I just learn off those guys. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, which was sick. And, like, the dude that's taught me the most probably has been DJ Brian Davis or DJ Davis. Yeah. Um, who's a primarily a country DJ. 
Yeah, um, it's cool. Uh, I don't like country music at all. I don't even know how you are a country DJ. Like, so they don't mix. It's just like go in and check out. out some of the stuff. No, they do mix. Well, that's what I'm. That's yeah, what I'm wondering. yeah. There's yeah. some solid, solid um, mixing stuff. Some of the country DJs are really fantastic. Um, but I probably shouldn't. I'll probably get too into it. <laughs> take up too much oh, time. Oh, that's right. You're from from um, the country, aren't you? Uh, I'm do from, you have a like, soft spot? Cairns, Townsville. Nah, not at all. I'm not uh, a country guy. But I just know that I can get into stuff a heap, and yeah. and then it's like I'll just be obsessed with it for a month, and I'll be like, why am I listening to country music? Like, what what's going what on? Like, this? I regret yeah. this decision. Uh, yeah, I just know my personality. So I'm like, sometimes I'm like, that sounds cool, but. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, but that whole team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know myself. I'll just get trapped in a rabbit hole. But yeah, so I learned off all those guys um, as I was working. So that was a cool thing to be like, oh, I'm already getting paid for this. I'm, you know, the only thing you, like this is the most important thing when you're DJing, your song knowledge, your song selection. Yeah. Like your technical stuff, you can learn all of that. Um, and if you want to go from I can't mix it all to I want to be mixing club standard, you're like two weeks, two weeks of lessons and you can get to to a yeah, spot where you're you pulling off time, something solid I, it depends some people learn quicker than others yeah that's absolutely it like but i've taught people but yeah you can like uh, there's yeah. some people who like man like a couple of hours they can probably go and play a set somewhere. yeah like, you like know, I just because especially if they're like have some musical background yeah, that's and usually it. they understand a bit of like if you get someone who's a music producer yeah but hasn't dj'd or even just play, if they can already know, like, speak the language of music yeah. You're pretty safe yeah, to yeah. teach them quickly. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have a little bit of background and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. That definitely speeds up the process, something, things yeah. like. So I picked up quick because I already played drums. So you're already speaking in beats, bars, and phrases. Yeah. Like you're already doing all of and that. And you already have rhythm. Yeah. So you can like. Your timing's You like, can hear it and you're like, oh, that's out of time. That's whack. Those you're two like- <laughs> are not in time. Like, you know, you can actually yeah, like, yeah. pick it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Important, yeah. That was sick. So I, yeah, still play drums, um, still get lessons for that too, which is good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, still DJ, get lessons for that too. <laughs> but yeah, no, I haven't started the production journey yet. Uh, no, no. The thing with production has always been like, I've done studio recording, but for bands, cause mm. that like, that's the other thing. I'm actually like heaps into rock metal punk. Um, and I've been involved in that scene somewhat as well with drums, with live sound, with live lighting, yep. uh, which has been sick. And I love that stuff to bits, but yeah, yeah, with production, the thing that has always been stopping me has been, I haven't found anything that doesn't exist that I want to exist. Yeah, but that's because it like it's not that it doesn't exist, but it's like No, no, I mean everything that I want to listen to exists currently. Yeah, so, I know, but yeah. that's not what I that to me that's not what music production is about. Mm. My like my sort of interpretation of it and when I go in the studio is that it's about creating something yeah doesn't matter if it exists already yeah it doesn't matter if it's totally new or out there or like some weird thing it's like going in the like i actually enjoy the process of creating yeah i i enjoy the process yeah i love that um which you know like well that's what my tracks don't do too well they're not amazing bangers they're not amazing like tunes that go off that you know people are going to play out at clubs and all that stuff but uh, like i i love making it um and i enjoy the time when I am making it. and just those moments when you have things happen yeah. where you're like, oh, those two things work. Like those yeah. drums and the bass line work so well. And it's like, you know, just it's just those moments yeah. for me. Um, but I, it's like I don't go into a lot of the times create something specific that I'm yeah. like, oh, this doesn't exist. I'm going to create this new thing or I'm going to make something like this but different. It's sort of you just go in and you go, 
let's make something. Ah, oh, sweet. That's, that's a, how I see it. I like it's that. like it's yeah, not because yeah. then it's kind of like when whatever you end up with, you're like, cool, that was cool. Like, yeah. but it's always going to be in a certain you know vibe for me because yeah. it's what I do and what I know. But yeah. like even like after this is done, I'll show you a drum and bass tune I yeah. like started the other oh, day. Sick, yeah. It's not like it's not. I spent like an hour on it. Yeah. So it's like I've just done like a, I've got a little loop going, did a little bit of like yeah. you know stuff, but um, but yeah, I, but I, that's I, that's what it is for me. It's I, like yeah. it's actually not really about the end product and and that kind of stuff. It's actually about the the process of just doing it. And it's those for me, it's those little moments, like you said about yeah. when you're at interval. It's like those little moments where you see like yeah. see things that and you're just you don't hits, see. Yeah, and it it's hits like, right. Oh, but yeah. a lot of a lot of people aren't I into that. Definitely understand that because I. I, I suppose the the reason that I haven't been like thirsty to do it, I suppose, is a way to go about that, is because I already get that with all the other creative stuff I do. Yeah, see, um, that's it. So, so you you know, like you said, you do photography. Yeah. Um, um, so photography has been on the back bench for I would say the last two years. Yeah. Um, so what do you do? Like graphic design. Yeah, I still do Bit of video design. editing at the do moment. Video too. editing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Zach's been helping us out um, to to do some uh, content stuff. So um, yeah, yeah, definitely um, some good stuff there. Yeah. I've been loving it. So yeah, so basically, um, if it's a creative skill, I've tried it and I can do it to some some sort of degree. Minus painting and drawing. I'm I was about yet. to say what it painting because I'm really bad at like that. Yeah. Like I'm so. Bad. I can spray paint to some degree, but I can't. Anything, I can't make it look good. I mean, I can, I can press the button, but I can't make it look good. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I almost considered for a while because I really like challenging myself. Yeah. I almost considered, like, every week, do a drawing one day a week. Yeah. I've, I've been like, thinking I know, about that I know too. I'm really bad at it, but it's like... It's a learned just, skill. You just can... do a drawing, like, even as... Because I think there's... um. I think there's real value for anyone in doing something that you know you're not good at. Yeah. Um, because it's sort of humbles you. It also is yeah. like it gets you back into that learning and creative, like trying to get better at something. Because a lot of times, you know, in, in life, we everyone gets sort of like stuck in a rut yeah. and they're just comfortable. And so I think doing things that are outside your comfort zone that you you know that you're really bad at. Yeah. But you just do them anyway to just get you in that it sort of. It pushes you. It yeah, really to get you in you. that that. That um, almost that mode of change. Yeah. So you're like willing to change. Like, oh, I'm really bad at this. I got to like work on it. And then when yeah. you do something, maybe in your real life that you should be good at, that you end up being bad at, you're like, oh, well, I know that I can just work on it a bit, that's, and I'll get better. That's huge. That's such a valuable skill for people to yeah to learn is just to be like, oh, I can change. I can get better at this because so much you you live so much of your life just going, I am who I am. I do what I do, and yeah. it's like no, it's like you. People do not realize how capable they are until yeah. you show them. And it's like crazy. It's like, you know, um, if anyone wants to learn how to play drums, uh, tons of people believe they can't do it. Give give me... Uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, give me 10 minutes of your time. Well, there's some exceptions. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, some people that are like tone deaf or really just can't hear it. It's like, that's super yeah. unfortunate. But it's like, give me Majority. 10... Yeah, give it's me... It's always a bell curve. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, give me 10 minutes of your time and anything you believe that you can't do, I can convince you that you can do it. Yeah. You know, I can convince you that... Because that's all it takes. So many people live their lives going... I'm not a creative person. I'm not a creative person. And it's like, well, have you oh, ever no. tried being creative? Th or yeah, they yeah. may have tried, but the thing is they've never had someone be able to effectively show them or communicate to them that it's like, no, you are definitely capable of this. You can do what you think you can't do. Let me show you one technique that's going to jumpstart you to think creatively. Yeah. Um, and it, and that can be DJing, that can be drumming, that can be sound production, that yeah. can be music, that can be any of drawing, painting, 
photography, yeah, anything like anything. that. Because there are little tips and tricks and hacks that will yeah. make you better. And it's like, well, or maybe. they just help you think too. Yeah. yeah. And if you learn some of those, well, you're going to be better yeah. than, than you were before yeah. you learned them. Yeah. Because that, that was like, um, I didn't learn a lot at uni and I uh, definitely regret that. You know, I spent three years there and I just came out of it being like, okay, I learned like such a small. Was this for the photography? For photography. Yeah. So I did. Um, what did you do? Bachelor photo arts. Photo so, arts. Yeah. So I was photography and art. Um, did that. So, which was cool. Cause I, I worked in a, art, I always had good feedback and I just haven't done anything with it since then. Yeah. So you do like, but like you can do press shots and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted, yeah. 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 I can do. So my photography skills are where they're, you know, they're solid enough to be professional. Um, yeah. and then with art, I was doing some really cool stuff, um, in the space of like a mixture of, it's like this crazy multimedia design overlap where I would be able to construct sets program lighting around those sets, incorporate yeah. photography into that, incorporate projection art into that. Yeah. And then con- so um, like you're creating an experience. Yeah. And then configure this, this sound to go with it where it's like, you know, when you start designing sound in a space, that's like, um, so I was always programming in my 5.1 just to be like, yeah. here's your spatial awareness. So you could sit someone down in the center of the room and take them through a whole experience of that sort of stuff. That's such a next level thing too that, I wonder if DJing will go there because, it, like, yeah. it can. They've they've done it in places. That's my um. That's going to be my to, next project. For it's the next possible to while. do. Like, mm. we can like. There's so many things at the moment that are like possible to do, that I don't think people are ready for. Like, one of the things that I'd love to do with the podcast is have a, um, and I just I've actually got to share the blog, uh, that I did today for a Together Agency. Yeah, where I've listed like goals of what how far and what I want to do and you know, video was one. Yeah. Getting individual mics is another. Um, but eventually like a three to four year goal is to do like a a VR experience. So we could like yeah. have someone sitting here or sitting there or sitting there and they can sit in and they can look around and they can see the lights here. They can see the rest of the studio. Yeah, and they can actually be in the studio listening while we're talking. Mm. Um, you know, I think that would be so cool that's a really do. cool idea yeah but but it's like it it's a cool idea and i could do it but who's gonna like it's possible yeah. to, it's totally we have the technology yep. to do it but who's gonna watch that like probably yeah, you know what a, i mean that's like, such a huge if thing. i was joe rogan different story D- yeah different but i'm not joe rogan yeah so yeah, that's you know. that's always the thing is like it, you know at the end of the day is there going to be an audience that's going to receive this where it's going to be worthwhile, you know? So you could just do it for like a gimmick to do. Well, you could do it for yourself. Which would totally, be cool. Which like, is fun. Yeah, yeah. You know. If anyone and, out there does uh, VR stuff, like programming. Actually, I know people who do that. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> hit me up. Hey, otherwise, I'm going to hit you up. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, you guys know who you I are. I will be calling you. Um, Pat, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, there's so many of those things that it's, you know, it's totally possible to do, but it's yeah. like, was the market there for it? Yeah. You know, and that's, you know. One of the things That's is true. Like VR and stuff. There's Even definitely VR in clubs. Imagine yeah. if you could be in the middle of the dance floor, put a VR headset on and go like, and there's people dancing all around you. And live. someone doesn't spill a beer and on someone, you. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And they're not, and you, call it and you won't get COVID either. And you're not sweating. You won't get COVID because like, you're not actually there. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think there's yeah. so much potential, but it's like, you know, we need to catch up and yeah. it's, it's getting there because like six months ago, I would never video call people. Like I wouldn't video call someone on, you know, Messenger or yeah. anything like that. Now, if I like want to talk to someone like actually talking, I prefer to video call them than yeah. phone call them because it's like, well, 
you can see but their facial why not? Response. Like, because yeah. you're just used to it. Yeah. Everyone else is starting to get used to it. Um, I do a lot of that stuff, so like I'm totally used to it. It's like yeah. pulling the phone up and going, "Hey, what's going on?" It's like nothing now. It's yeah. like, um, whereas back, you know, a year ago, it was like, "Oh man, I'm not." Doing that. Or if you would video call someone, they'd pick up and they'd be like, what the hell are you video calling? Yeah, me? yeah. And you're like, now it's just more It'd be weird or something. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like you video call someone and you're like in a group with like six people talking and it's like, what's going on? Like, you know, you're just yeah. hanging out. It's not even like weird. So eventually the technology, you know, or yeah. not the technology will catch up well, to the Well, people will catch up. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, that's always been the thing. It's just been like, you know, people have to be open to receive it as much as you're ready yeah. to ready to give it in anything. But, you know, in that music stuff too, which is really cool. Because, um, you know, that's one of, one of my ideas for Interval was definitely just be like, okay, I want to start incorporating that, you know, other artists, other artwork, other lighting designers, really bring everyone in to experiment and do new stuff with the You can platform. sort of do like live art once yeah. there. Like someone's yeah. going to do a... I mean, spray paint's hard to do inside, but, you know, alive, some kind of art throughout the night. Yeah, I figured that out, though. So that's actually on, on the long term. You know how you were talking about your, your goal. I got mine for Interval. Yeah. That's on there. There's quite a few cool things on there. Because we used to do that with, um, I said earlier, I was into the breakbeat stuff. Yeah. And so when we used to do some of our breakbeat stuff, because a lot of it was daytime outside and that kind of stuff, we sometimes would have, you know, artists come in and do yeah. a As real spray sick. thing, like, you know, throughout the day, and they're like, sit back, I'm like, oh, yeah add this and like someone would be like oh man you should add like a little you know this in there or do like this and it's like oh yeah like what if we do it like this you know and like you get a good artist yeah. to come in and it's like it's actually a really cool have like, you seen um, extra thing, any yeah. of the stuff with the uh brisbane street art festival no because they do so. okay so obviously this year they've had to go digital yeah. um but you know it's not street art it's yeah. really it's like yeah well they, they still art. do the street art they just stream it instead yeah. And they can only have the artist plus like one assistant there. Uh, so I worked the uh, the last, not this year's BSAF, last year's one, uh, which was a ton of fun just going helping the artists do that. But they do some really cool stuff. So yeah. um, one of the things is Scribble Slam and it's okay. like live uh, live graffiti battles, yeah, which cool. is sick. That's so sick. they get given a topic and then they get given 90 minutes to to paint it. Um, so they continued this on. It started at BSAF. That's really sick. And they've continued it at Rick's once a month as a standalone event um, on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. which is really dope. Um, but yeah, all that sort of stuff has been incorporated into it. But that street art festival's dope. You get to see some really high quality um, artists yes. do some real cool it's stuff. It's really cool because um, like I've never and been they're a, locals big, too, a big street. Them. Yeah, I've never been a big street art guy or anything. Mm. But one of my work friends... Um, lives just down the road, um, like opposite where the Wicked Van yeah, camper yeah. thing is and there's a free wall there yep. where people can just go and, you know. Spray paint. Yeah, and yeah, thing. and they can just do whatever. Um, and so she lives like right across from it. She's got like her balcony has like a perfect view of the wall. So she started like an Instagram thing called the Wicked – I think it's called the Wicked Wall. I can't, I'd have yeah. to find it but um, I'll put it in the show notes because it's really cool because she's like – I. I figured like I should document this because she's like it changes every day or two. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people come and pieces change and someone, you know, That's over so here. Cool. And so it, like yeah. she's like every like day or two or every week, the whole wall might look different next week because mm. people just like it's a free wall and like, you know, come over. And then it's funny because there's sometimes she's like, oh, there's a big beef out there because like, you know, someone did a piece for someone who just passed away and another dude's just like gone over it with a shit piece. Oh, they're and, like, like, here's you know my what tag. I mean? like, yeah. yeah, but like no, no, no respect and like no, you know, like yeah. she's like, oh, you know, with the street art stuff, she's like, oh, you know, there's like a code. Like if, if you do like a memorial piece, 
no one goes over it until yep. you go over it kind of thing. Like it's, you know, like that's the kind of yeah. like the street sort the of thing. Undercul- you know? The underground culture behind that is very, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting like learning there. that kind of like culture. It's really stuff, cool stuff yeah. to look into. Um, and if you can ever get involved in it, it's real. Wait, two, two Up? Have you seen that? Yeah. Those guys over in like Europe and stuff? Man. Yeah. Mental. If you ha- like, if you want to see some cool stuff like Two Up um, and there's even – I'll have to find it. There's a really cool video that was done in Brisbane. Yeah. And it's like this, like, you know, stop, like, stop motion almost, but it's like where they've done, like, artwork. Yeah. You know, so it's like it almost like it comes in and it's like a, you know, like a stop motion thing and it comes in and it's like slowly moves down the wall and as they're going, they're, like, painting it and it's like this amazing. That's awesome. And it's like a whole, like, warehouse wall kind of thing. I have seen that. You have seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one's – I can't remember who it's by or what it is, but it's a local dude here and it's amazing. We've got some great local street art too. It was really cool to be able to – um. You know, when you're working with them or helping them do whatever they need to do, mm. just seeing everyone's different. It's the same as DJing. It's like you get to see everyone's different techniques and what they're doing. And it's like, yeah. oh, this is really cool. So I worked with this one graffiti artist called Does, uh, and he's from the, I want to say the Netherlands, but I'm not t- too sure. Uh, real cool dude, real cool style. But what he does now, you know, he does so many different things and it's awesome to, to follow that and watch what he does. But he like renders concrete and builds it off the wall for his Makes artwork. It 3D almost, yeah. 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 So it's like it's really it's and it's the same flat um artistic like lettering style that graffiti you you've come to know with graffiti, but it's quite a different dimension with that. It he, it's actually it doesn't just look yeah. it's, it's not two D that looks three D. It is three D. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just got that style and it. it was really cool because he built it like on a huge it's like 30 meters long. It's awesome. Huge. Yeah. Um but then after that I was after that I was like this dude's cool. I want to follow him and see what he does. One of his cool art, art projects at the moment is he destroys walls that he's graffitied and then reassembles them in clear resin when he gets back to his studio That's to create so a new crazy. piece of artwork. I love like weird, yeah. like, um, you know, like concepts like that. Yeah. Like concept stuff, yeah. like concept albums, concept art, concept stuff, mm. where it's like, this is the concept. This is what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. I love that stuff. I yeah. love the, um. that's why I really do love lighting design. Uh, for that reason to be like it really connects between you know visuals and your music and it really ties that together when your lighting design or your lighting tech is really good it's quite a noticeable difference Um, and that's one of the reasons I love it so much is to be like oh I can really enhance this moment whether that be in a club or whether that be uh, at a wedding whether that be at a show or a live concert or something like that it's like I can really push this to the next level to um to really you know make something quite spectacular yeah that, that's that medium for me has always been like this is a cool crossover this yeah, is really yeah. sweet to do yeah definitely and that's you know the visual and the the graph stuff like even like when you were talking about that making it 3d like what we used to do when we used to do the blah 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 which yeah. is our breakbeat stuff we used to get we used to print out out like the blah 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 logo or just it just say blah in our like you know big it was almost like graph lettering but we just printed out cut out the letters, stick it on um, like styrofoam, it's like that thing. Yeah. And then like we we made a a, a cut a styrofoam cutter, which was literally like a thing that would heat up a um uh, what do you call it? A coat hanger. Yeah. And you just like cut it like around the shape of the letters. And then you could just stick it on a wall and it would have like the logo but sticked so out. Sick. Like so simple. Like so simple. So easy. So cheap. Um yeah. but, that's but, a, like, you know, it actually, like you said, you know, it makes a difference. It gives a dimension to something yep. and gives it, like, a little bit of difference. And then people at yeah. the end of the day will just be, like, you know, like, before the last headline, like, starts, to be like, wait, everyone, 
if anyone wants to take any of the blast signs, grab them now. And everyone would just like go and like grab shit off the walls. And so for like a headliner set or like the main, you know, the main thing of the night, people were just holding these blast yeah. things. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. So to be, but people would take them home and yeah. then you'd see like, you know, the I would have taken a blast thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, like stuff like that, it's like, I think is, you know, just artistic and creative that's yeah. so cheap, so easy, but, you know, it makes such a difference. And yeah. People go, oh, I could check one of the signs. It's like, yeah. oh, dude, it's like a piece You're of- You're going to remember that It's a forever, piece of then. colored paper with styrofoam on the back. Like it's not, yeah. you know but what I mean? It costs The memory all, attached to that but is Yeah, huge. that's what I mean. If you can, yeah. if you can, you know, like create that, that moment where people are like ripping shit from the- They feel like they're like, you know, like- They're taking a piece of that festival. Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. Like, like oh, literally, off, they are yeah. stealing from the festival. No, <laughs> they're just, that's so cool. I love that sort of stuff heaps. And yeah, you're right. It's like you can do some really cool stuff for not a lot of money. Yeah. Um, like one of the, I built a, it was like a, um, this is back when I was doing art, was like a, a projection mappable cube display. So it's like a 3D cube abstract design. And then it would uh, project my patterns and designs and all yeah. that sort of stuff on it. Have you heard of Etienne de Cressy? Yeah. The box CJ? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. what you just reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If anyone hasn't seen him, Etienne de Cressy, look him up, box DJ. Yeah. Really cool. Sick stuff. But yeah, so, and like I built this wall and it looks sick. And when you're in a venue or something, if you see it, you're like, oh, that's a really cool feature. Yeah. It's made out of Coroplast plastic. That yeah. stuff is like $3 a panel. That whole yeah. thing cost me $20 to build with, yeah. with $10 of Coroplast and then a roll of gaffer tape. And that was it. It's like you can really do some cool stuff for yeah. not a lot of money. It's got to be creative. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. you got to yeah. come up with the idea. That's it. But you can steal any of those ideas we just gave you. Oh, definitely. And if you ever want any more, I'm filled with ideas and not a lot of time. So I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll give yeah. you some stuff. That's me. I've got so many ideas, but just mm. not enough time to execute. That's it. Once yeah. you start, that that was been the interesting thing I would say over the last like five years has been real, really developing any of the creative skills that I want to work on has just made it so it's like, oh, I can come up with a idea for something like so easily nowadays, you know? And the th crazy thing is like you talk to creatives and they're like, oh, I've been stuck, I've been stuck, I've been stuck. It's like, yep, and you just keep working at it. And five years later, you're like, oh, it's so much easier now. You yeah. still get stuck every now and then, but it's like as a whole, you're like much more... You know, I, I kind of feel, and this is what I tell people with music production. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I've got writer's block. And I'm like, oh, bro, like, I don't think writer's block exists. I don't think yeah. that's a thing. What I think that is, is you just, for so, like, because I think ideas, you know, they come quicker when you get better at using the stuff. Yeah. But sometimes you just don't come up with a good idea for a while. And that's just how your brain's working. You're just not being creative. And I think what it is, is people actually just aren't, committed or motivated enough to sit there and just keep coming up with ideas until you come up with a good one. Yeah, and let and, them be trash for there, a little while. If you sit there long enough, you'll come up with a good idea, like, if you're talented. Yeah. Some people aren't talented and they will never come up with good yeah. ideas, which is, you know, which is fine. But, you know, like, if you're a talented producer or music writer or whatever, just keep throwing ideas. Yeah. They well, might sound shit, but you got to be able to sit there and throw shit ideas out until you hit a good one. And then it's, yeah. so I'd say like, I always say to people, it's like, well, I don't think writer's block exists. I think it just means that you're not coming up with good ideas at the moment. But if you sit there long enough and keep coming with ideas, yeah. you'll come up with a good one. So yeah. I um, And that's what I think. Like, you know, I, so when people say I've got writer's block, I'm just going to go and do something else. I'm like, well, yeah, you can do that, but. 
Yeah, you like some, sometimes you, you need the, to refresh. Sometimes yeah. you need to reset. Yeah, exactly. And but, it is everyone's different, and that, and I understand that. Yeah. But at the same time, I think what it comes down to is that you're just not um, willing enough. Whether it's you don't have enough time, or you're not motivated enough, or you're not or maybe inspired you feel enough, skilled. You know, where you don't know the tools well enough to create. I don't different. feel like that's what people who get writer's block are. If you yeah. don't know the tools enough, it's not writer's block that's okay. the problem, I feel. They'll be like, oh, I can't get the idea in my head into the computer. Right. I'm talking about people who can, like, if they get an idea in their head, they can put it in yeah. and make it. One you, of the um, Yeah, which is the biggest thing about production. Yeah, You've yeah. got to get to that level. But then it's like, well, if if you're at that level where you don't know enough, well, just go and do some learning. Yeah. Go and watch There's a tutorial. There's so much resources on out something, there. Whatever the thing that you think you have a mental block or a, yeah. a writer's block on, go and look, type that Call in. Call up your friend Why that can Why can do I it. not write a catchy melody and learn something yeah. and then come back to it? And maybe that's inspired you or it's changed your perspective yeah. or whatever. And that's a, that's a big yeah. thing I actually found. And I sort of changed my thinking about this probably a year or a bit ago now where it's like, Used to like people usually follow this linear progression of being like, I've been inspired, now I'm motivated, and then I'm going to take action. Yeah. And I had, um, I can't remember, it was like just one random YouTube video from one random artist who was like, a lot changed for them. And, and I applied the same thing and I found it changed for me when they stopped looking at it as a linear progression yeah, and instead of a triangle that. where you can start at any one of those points yeah. and you'll get the result. So if you are not inspired and you're not motivated but you still take action, the inspiration will come or yeah. the motivation will come. Or if you're not motivated and you don't want to take action but you're inspired, if you start there, the others will follow. Yeah. And I thought that was a really good way to get rid of a lot of excuses. Yeah. Um, and, and that comes back to just sitting down until, you know, you get done. And that's, that's another thing too I think people – I missed for a long time um, and I, I didn't get for years, for years of trying is it just occurred to me, it's like, I'm really not comfortable. I'm an outgoing, extroverted, crazy person that wants to be around people 24-7. I am not comfortable in a studio environment. Yeah. I am not comfortable sitting down for eight hours by myself creating something. And it drains the hell out of me to do that. So, then my- so that's why you're not in pro- having done the production thing because that's what you need to be able yeah. to do. Like, well, I, I always can do tell it people, now, but I never used to be able yeah, to do Yeah, yeah, because now you understand that triangle you were just yeah. talking about, action and, and yeah, motivation. Yeah. But like a lot of people are like, you know, they're, they're DJs and like, oh, yeah, I want to get in production. And it's like, well, there's like production is such a harder skill than DJing. You know, it's way harder than DJing. Mm. But DJing is more rewarding Instantly, yeah, that's because the big you thing get the crowd feedback and you get the interaction and you get the DJing people. is a creative outlet that has instant reward. Yeah, it's very production's satisfying. not like that. Yeah, unless you can be into the process where it's like you create something, yeah. and you're like, "That's sick, I love that," and you have a little like dance around the studio by yourself. See, yeah, no one's here, and you're like, "Yes, yeah, that baseline." I love like, that uh, stuff a lot. Um, more for the moment, anyway, is like, yeah. yeah, I can sit down in a studio and record drums and and write drum tracks and stuff like that. Uh, for hours, me and that's because that's what you know. Yeah. So you just need to learn the other stuff. That's like true. I said, you need to figure out how to get the idea in your head into the I computer suppose, like, easily and quickly. I, I suppose a lot of people worry about this too, but like, not to, I don't want to ever sound like I'm bragging or anything like that because, you know, I worked hard and I understand because I have so many skills, I'm pretty average at a lot of them. Um, which is just the truth. It's like I'm not above average at any of them. What do, they, like, what do they say? I'm a, a jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, that's That's it. me too, man. That's me too. Do you know there's a second half to that saying? Oh, what is it? Jack of all trades, master of none, certainly better than a master of one. 
Well, maybe. Mm. Debatable. Yeah, that's it. But I like. I suppose it's personal preference at that point. Yeah. You're just like, because some people are specialists and they're really good at their niche. Well, that's what I mean. It depends what you're doing. You know, like maybe what you're that. doing is, you know, and maybe you can be a specialist and other people help you with everything else. Yeah. And you've got the best My personal team. preference, yeah. generalist. I really do enjoy it, being able to yeah. float between. And it's like the, the cool That's thing That's totally with that, me too. Yeah. Like, yeah. The cool thing with that is like when you get into certain environments, I don't know if you've had this experience yet, where you get to be like the director, I suppose, of the, an art yeah, project. festivals music. Yeah, and stuff something like, yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, anything like that or directing your own event or stuff like that, um, which is really easy to get started. Uh, but being able to go, cool, I can communicate lighting so I can talk to my lighting tech to get them to do what yeah. I want and they'll understand me. I can communicate graphics. Yeah. So I can communicate my graphics design. To the, I can communicate photography. I can communicate DJing. So if I want to do all of that, I, I can do it by myself at an average level. But, yeah. you know, having all those abilities means I can then communicate to everyone else about yeah. it and really tie it all together. That's so important because that's why I think you should learn things before you start to bring other people on and outsource, yeah. you know, like I've asked you to, to help me with some of the, the content creation and stuff with the mm. short clips and stuff, but I know how to do that myself yeah. already. So I know when, you know, when you send me and I'm like, oh, the fade in, like maybe get rid of that. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. It's not like I'm just like have no knowledge and would be like, you know, yeah. like, how do you, how do you do this? So I think that's really important, you know, like learn, learn it first, try it yourself. So you at least know the basics. Yeah. And then, so that then when someone else does it, it's not like they just like, you know, bullshitting you or whatever. You yeah. actually know a little bit about it where you can go, well, no, nah, that's like, I know that's not right. Like yeah. I know whatever. Um, you sort of have a little bit of knowledge on it already. I think yeah. that's a huge tip. That'll be in my next blog post. Oh, I've, already got, I've already got like a paragraph written on there, that. So there's some promo right there. That's yeah, solid. yeah. But yeah, all those little skills too. It's like you can actually pull from pretty much any of your experiences. You can just pull from and apply to what you're doing now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is really cool. Because it's like I've done a million different things over the years and each year yeah. it's like I, I do something else and you're like, oh, I remember when I ran this back then. And yeah. that's, and that's that helps you now. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I... It's like regardless of this is one of the biggest things I tackled all the time and one of the blockers that stopped me from producing music so far has been the fact that it's like, okay, I've spent so much time learning so many different skills, some of which I don't use anymore. I don't want to keep doing that. And then the realization is it's like, well, regardless of whether I keep using that skill, I've learned so much from that whole process Yeah. to be like, okay, I can then take this and apply it. Because there's things that you learn in music production that help with DJing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, um, but I suppose it depends on what the goals are as well. Yeah. You know, what your goals are. So I need to go to the toilet. So let's have a quick break. And then we'll come back. We'll think about our weirdest gigs um, and we'll we'll circle back to the goals and what you've been doing during COVID and and then we'll wrap it up. Sounds good. So I know you got to go to a gig. Yeah. Let's do it. Fun fact that a lot of people don't know. Oh, we're back. Fun fact. Fun fact you don't know. Let's yeah. go. Uh, in a lot of cases, if you have alcohol in your system and something goes wrong, you are not covered by insurance. Mm. Uh, so if you're working at a venue uh, or if you're working for yourself, check out your own policies because I know a ton of DJs out there that are liable to uh, to any damages, including up to millions of dollars yeah. just because they've had one beer. Like so, public uh, liability and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Get that's that if they out. can prove that you've had a... Well, I mean, if something happens to you... Yeah. No, no, if that, something happens to anything that's under your control, like, yeah, that's pretty intense. So, yeah, yeah check if that out. If, yeah, 
Check out I your insurance that's policies. What, Check that's out what your matters venue. if you've got like a, a personal, like, you know, like public yeah. liability insurance or something. Yeah. Even double check the venue that you're working for if you Yeah, if but you if, you're, if you're like DJing at a venue, what are you responsible for that could go wrong that could, could publicly? The liable? only thing that I have heard of has been stuff like you have spilt your own drink, whether that be water or beer, on a piece of equipment which has started a fire, which has caused damages. Okay, yeah. Potentially harming someone, something like that. Um, it's yeah. just better to be safe to be like, oh, does my public liability cover me if I have some alcohol? And it's in a my bit system? different when you're uh, when it's say maybe you at a club yeah. as opposed to you because you're a, covered by the venue then. by the venue then yeah yeah, yeah. And it's but not your check insurance. their one too yeah you, well well they'll tell you then it's they'll the, tell you too. but then it's their yeah it's their their problem. responsibility it's their, well not problem problem it's their yeah it's their responsibility <laughs> it, ideally to, you to don't want anyone that, yeah. to get hurt but uh if it were to happen because if something was to happen it would be the venues fault. yeah because yeah. i know on unless a, you directly threw a glass at the crowd oh, or if something, you did something stupid something stupid something yeah. stupid yeah yeah but yeah that it's a good thing to check out though just to be aware of yeah just to be like Am so I we want to talk about we we're saying like our weirdest gigs and i was thinking just while we were like you know had a break like I don't have a heap of weird gigs because when I started, I was on college. Yeah. So I was sort of at, this, at that stage, they, were, they didn't really have anyone from college or uni who was DJing in Townsville where I started. Yeah. So I would just get booked for all the other the things because I was the college guy, you know. Yeah. Like that's how I got my first residency. I, yeah. I, I played at the uni club and one of the guys was there. I was like, hey, we're looking for someone from uni who like DJs and has, you know, can bring yeah. people from uni. Um you know, come in and meet the like yeah. the, uh, managers and uh, you know all yeah. that kind of stuff and play a set and went in and I'm like yeah cool and that's how it started yeah. you know so I always just had pretty normal stock standard club gigs yeah. and standing I suppose the weird it's not even weird but it was like I did a, a festival called Save the Ocean Festival yeah and it wasn't like it's like right on the beach it wasn't technically legal I don't know what the go was there's cops there but they weren't <laughs> real happy yeah like you know but um. But yet, I I don't really yeah. think I've done any like weird ones. I've done like weird ghetto ones, like at you know in college, yeah. like where someone takes a ute and we just put speakers and oh, plug them and in like and have like on the back Bergen of a ute, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like you know ghetto yeah. setups. Like I've done ones with like on college where I've got like three sound systems and they're all linked together, kind of thing into one, and like one sound system's playing the mm. left channel, one sound system's playing the right channel, yeah. and then it, you know and and that kind of thing. But I've never done any weird ones. Yeah, but. You said, you know, you've done like a bar mitzvah or coming of age, but what other ones have you done? That are so like I've done ones? a handful of uh, very strange ones, but yeah. like the, the one I mentioned before, I was mixing live sound for a, um, they would not call themselves a cult and I will leave out any fine details to not insult them at all. Uh, they, but they, it was essentially a cult. It was essentially a cult. Yeah. They followed the teachings of, of a, a one unified figure um, and it was a very strange experience. It was very like if you've ever seen a TV show where everyone is in a cult and they all dress nicely, it was that sort of vibe the whole night. And like the songs they were singing in that, they were dedicated to their special being and and all this sort of stuff. So you weren't actually DJing per se, you are sort of mixing the tracks yeah, they yeah. had or something. Or uh, I was just doing, playing them I did background playing. music for them. Yeah. Um, when they was, weren't doing this, so yeah, but they had their own performance songs. pieces and stuff like that. Performance pieces, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's what we call. I'm them. very, I'm being very, yeah, <laughs> I can see safe that. with my words. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I'd work for them again. They were quite pleasant. Yeah, um, and hey, nothing they were doing was destructive. Some cults are good. I mean, I haven't 
personally been involved in any, but I'm sure some are good for some people. Yeah. Especially the people who are running it. Just don't drink the Kool-Aid. And yeah, you're fine. yeah. Like, you're so good. Yeah, no, yeah. but that was, it was such a strange night too. And like, it was so funny watching all the venues. How did that stuff. happen? Like, get that getting booked? Was this through the company you work or something? Uh, so it was through a venue that I work at a lot and they had this, these people come through. This booking and like, well, we need someone. And we need someone who can, who can run sound and do background music and all that. And cause yeah. I work, I work there genuinely almost every week. Yeah. Um, they were like, yeah, we'll get Zach yeah, and uh, easy. get that solid. Yeah. Uh, and I did that and I turned up and I was like, oh, boy. Here we are. This is a And I got to this hear all their experience. teachings and yeah. it was weird. <laughs> um, so there was that. But I've, I've done so I've done a bunch of weddings. I've done more oh, weddings. I've done than, weddings too. Yeah. I've done hundreds, like 300. Uh, I haven't done weddings. that many weddings. Yeah. But yeah, I've done a lot of weddings. Primarily so. a wedding DJ, which is cool. I always say like I like. For a while, I was like, yeah, I'll do weddings. Like, you know, it's all right, money and stuff. And But now I'm like, well, I only want to do a wedding if, like, I know you or it's, yeah. like, someone who, like, a friend of a friend or yeah. something. Like, I'm not open to the public for weddings. Yeah, absolutely. You know? like, it's like, it's, it's a different be, ballpark. Yeah, it's, it's going to be someone really I know because it's, like, I don't want to just – it's almost like doing a solid because I know with wedding DJs they can charge, ex- like, huge amounts of money. Mm. And I'm like, if it's someone I know or a good friend of someone I know, I'm like – I'll do it like yeah, and I'll do a great job for them. Like, yeah, you know, because I've I've done heaps of like yeah. weddings and and all that stuff. The one thing that I reckon I recommend for anyone doing like a wedding that will give you a heap of tunes to play throughout the night. Maybe not necessarily like the the big dances, but we'll have a lot of tunes like for dinner time and yeah, yeah and dessert and all that. Is the Rolling Stone magazine top five hundred songs of all time? Ah, uh, yeah, best five top five hundred songs. Of, yeah, yeah, of all time, and it's like it's from the like. 50s through Till to the now. 2000s, and well, 2000s, 2010 yeah. sort of thing. Um, and, and you're it's appealing like, to a lot of audiences. That's what I mean. So it goes all the way back. There's like Elvis, there's Beatles, that you know, all that kind of mix. stuff to like, yeah. you know, Michael Jackson and like, so, you know, and all. But it's a lot of like 80s, yeah. 80s 70s, 60s, 50s. Classics. Because you can get all that other shit easy. as well. Like, yeah, yeah. It's easy, man. You look up like the, there's like, Compilation albums that are like hits of the nineties, hmm? dance hits of the nineties. You got to so, know your tunes though. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But you know, like, yeah, yeah. That's it's a good starter. It's a yeah, good starter. Yeah. Absolutely. And I remember the first few playlists I made. I just went and looked up top one hundred lists, top two hundred lists uh, in my current playlist collection that I'm building because I decided to delete all my old ones. I do it about every six months so I don't get stale. Yeah. Um, deleted all my old playlists and rebuilding new ones. But in the new lot, I'm I've, I've built. Billboard's top 100s for each year from 1950 until this year. Yeah. And then Triple J's hottest 100. But only the tunes that you like out of them? No, no, think all 100. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, because you, you you get some niche circumstances where you're really going to find some gems there. Yeah. But that that's like, it's so much more work than you have to do. But I've done a bunch of strange weddings. One of them, which was really good, was I DJ'd, um, she was the, the bride was the daughter of a bikey gang leader. So he yeah. he led a bikey gang, yeah. uh, and these dudes were actually so respectful the whole day, which I loved. Well, because it's like a wedding of it was, the yeah. like so like the people who like if the the person who's like the main thing is like the runs yeah. the bikey gang, everyone's get keeping their shit together because they don't want to cause a big yeah. scene in front of the guy they treated who's the, the staff head, the so godfather, well. like yeah. you know, the they treated godfather. everyone so well, and that was really impressive. Yeah, but I found it really funny. The um, <clears throat> father of the bride of the wedding I was DJing, there was another wedding going on at the same venue somewhere else. He was in the bathroom doing lines of coke. Um, 
and the father of the as bride. As you do at a wedding. As you do when at a, a wedding. you're a bikey gang yeah. leader. Are you going to tell him? No, I'm not going to tell him. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the father of the bride of the other wedding walks into the bathroom while they're doing lines. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, you want some? You want sham? Like, just, you want sham? You want sham? You want sham? You want you want sham offered him a line and it was like, no. And then he went and complained to the venue. But when we got to and the dance, venue's like, we're not saying shit. Yeah. Do you know who that guy is? <laughs> Do you know who that guy is? That's it. He's paid the bill. He's treated the staff with respect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not messing with this. But yeah, during the dancing, it got real wild, real yeah. off, off its tits. But um, like I played Bring Him Out by T.I. and everyone cleared the dance floor. And I was like, what? Like, it's a it's a banger. These people are into that sort of music. What's going on? And everyone leaves the floor simultaneously. They run outside and they come back in and they pop open all these umbrellas. They fill them with bottles of beer and then they just chug them. Each person's chugging from an umbrella. So was that like one of their songs or something that's like the one that they do it or they I, just decided to do it? I'm guessing... It just seems so synchronized that I had to think that it's like this has got to be a thing, right? Yeah, or it's like, like they just real. Yeah, I, yeah, that's weird. That it's when very just, strange when everyone does one thing at once, and it's almost like seems planned. Yeah, sort of feels like there's got to be a trigger for that. Yeah, which is maybe the song. Or yeah, whatever. or maybe they were like at this time of night when it hits eight o'clock or nine o'clock, we're gonna all run out, you know, yeah. and do this or whatever. And they yeah. usually tell you about that sort of stuff. If that's that's yeah, happen. when you do weddings, you but know. But this what's one was happen. just like they all simultaneously did it and I was like, that's awesome, but very strange. But um Yeah. But so, there's a lot of effort to plan that if you don't know that song's gonna be played. Yeah. That's you it. Know, they it's didn't know at the same time it's like, mm, yeah, maybe they just carried everywhere. That's, maybe, maybe they there's were certain just... songs that have like connection to yeah. college for me where yeah. I have to do certain things when they come on. Yeah. I'm glad no one plays that music. Thank here. goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah. The most common that everyone knows about is like obviously the Eagle Rock pants drop. Like, yeah, well ours like is similar to my college, but it's not Eagle Rock. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you what it is because I don't want to go to a venue where someone knows me and has oh, seen this and plays it. And oh. then I'm like, I have to drop my pants yeah. in like Prohibition or something. <laughs> not that anyone would play this song at Prohibition, but you know what I mean? Like, tell you what, I'm going to play in Prohibition in a couple of weeks and I'm going to make it my duty oh, to yeah, find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you in the comp? The, yeah, I'm the in the comp. Yeah. It's the, man, that comp's going to be so good. Sunday nights. The lineup. Um, the people that just, have entered is like, yeah, not me, wanna, obviously I'm trash, but like everyone else is like. I just want to go and like hang out. Like, It's going to be so cool. Yeah. Like there's such a bunch of good friends of mine doing it and I'm so excited. Yeah, to see like when like, I saw all the list, I'm like, oh, like every, every one. Because they a, just put up two, two more heaps today, so. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I, if some people, when they came up with those first two, they're like, oh man, what's happening? Like, you know, like how come like, you know, I thought the, because um, they put up some of the, the heats before the end of the vacation yeah. thing and people were like, oh, they've already put up all these heats. Like, oh, you know, you know all those guys. Can yeah. you get us in? Like, let us know. And I'm like, man, like, I got nothing to do with, like, the running of it. Like, yeah. hopefully they, um, you know, they'll, you know, if, if that's the cutoff date, obviously they're yeah. going to release some more days when heats will be and mm. stuff. And I'll put my hand up to, to Josh and the Nocturnals crew and say, yeah. like, I'll come and judge, like, you know, be they're an impartial. They're a cool crew. Really an cool. impartial judge. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I know that whole crew. Like, yeah. great crew. Great crew. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so um, I'm, I'm keen to get down to some of them yeah. and, and check them out and support because I always I, love when there's, you know, like, not just, like, I already love the Prohibition crew because, you yeah. know, of all the guys who play there, it's similar music and, yeah. you know, interests and stuff. Um, but then, like you said, all the people who are playing there for this DJ comp are amazing people as yeah. well. And I was looking at the names and yeah. I was like, this is – 
because usually in the comps you get a ton of ton of unknowns. Yeah. Um, which is cool. I love seeing them anyway. Um, which is really cool. But this time around, it just seen, I'm seeing the names pop up, and I was like, I know all these people. This yeah. is going to be such a sick. I think it's because there's not a lot going on at the moment. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are like, well, I've got no gigs because the clubs I play out are closed. Yeah. Let's enter this comp, and and it's open format too, yep. so it's like you can play whatever you want. Oh yeah, they're going to regret that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen the I've seen the copy of um of uh yeah. like the info they give you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, yeah, you know, like, which I like they're covering like, their ass, but you know, it's, mm. it's, um, it, yeah, it's, because I'll do be something housier for it too, because I, like, I would usually like do you get the vibe. Drum, and, drum and bass or Because they're looking for base, an but... nocturnal residence. So that means you've got to be able to play main room, prohibition, or the outside bar. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've never been and checked those things out and you're playing in this comp, go and check it out. Like, yep. obviously, the main room is going to be a little bit different and weird and everything, but like, if you're more of the hip hop party open format DJ, Go check out the garden bar. Like, yeah. you know, it's you'll get a vibe of like what's played there. Yeah. And um, it's such a good thing to do before comps. I always find that so crazy when I turn up when people are like doing a competition for a residency. Yeah. And they are just playing stuff that's aggressively not what the venue would play. Yeah. And it's just like, I get that to show off your skills yeah. to some extent, but at some point you've got to go, okay, I can actually play what these guys need me to play and I want them to see that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll be doing that. And the last Nocturnals comp was heaps fun too. I really enjoyed that. Um, oh, the the online, online one? one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you did pretty good in that too. You second. Get the finals. Came oh, second. you come second. Same. Runner up. So you're yeah. probably in with a good shot in this comp no. then. Well, I was, I was. Not that that, you know, like yeah. not the, the, the past indicator. And I think there's different people in this that's comp it. too as yeah. well. Um, so yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting. And that was. That's that, a good thing. They know who you are. Yeah. They know your name. Which was really cool. And that was, that last comp was heaps fun too. And I was really stoked to. Who won that? Uh, Joski. I don't think I know Joski. Okay. Like disco funky sort of house stuff. Oh, cool. Real cool. I might cool, have to get cool him or her. Him. Him. Yeah. yeah. yeah Joski, if you're watching, hit us up. Yeah, uh, I listened to his mix. All the finalists were dope. We had Cool Whip, Zemo, myself, and Joski as the finalists. Yeah. Uh, the semi-finalists, I can't remember quite everyone on there, but Roger G was on there. Yeah. Um, and it, it was Good so cool G. to be like, out of all the entries, we came to the semi-finals, which is the f 10 top people, and there were nine house DJs and and me. And I was like, because they're, they're like Nocturnals are house guys. And I was like, Oh, I've snuck in. Yeah. And then to get to the finals, it's been like, I snuck in again. Like, just playing drum but and bass. the thing bass, is, like, is you sick. know, like, Josh, for example, who's the yeah. guy, you know, Josh Thompson, mm. Apollo runs, runs Nocturnal. Cool dude. Like, does the um, sax drive as well. Does sax drive, yeah. yeah. But, like, he's he's been around for ages like me. And yeah. So he's been through all the different genres and he appreciates yeah. all the genres and yeah. stuff. Um, so it's not like he's, while prohibition is like his home and what he's done for the last yeah. few years and stuff. And he like excels at doing that. Like he's great at that. He's definitely got the knowledge and the experience of other things oh, as for well. Sure. And the appreciation, you know, yeah. like that he loves like, you know, I just loved genres. the, like the feeling of being like, I am the drum and bass representative. I'm the only one. Oh, just yeah, like, yeah. I'm just like, cause the drum and bass community in, in Brizzy is like, there's such a bunch of solid dudes and girls like those guys and girls are like, Really cool people, mm. really helpful, really loving and caring. Like yeah, in what John they do. Yeah, John huge in Brisbane. Yeah, man. and it's really cool to see that. Um, so yeah, just to be able to be like, hey, I'm the, I'm repping some drum and bass for these guys. Yeah, that's that, cool. that was a really good feeling. Yeah, uh, comes coming second was like, oh, yeah, it's like the yeah, oh, so close, yeah. so close. I understand just though. The bridesmaid. Never well, the, the bride. thing is, it's like there was a popularity contest aspect to it too, yeah. um, and I don't have any following. So 
Yeah. Um, I have some internal followings, but for as like a large like Brisbane DJ, you know, I understand not a lot of people know me. The only people that know me are industry people. Yeah, um, it's because you play like commercial yeah gigs and stuff. It's yeah, like you're not like at a, a resident in a club every week. And yeah, people know and I'm you, not building my there. own name when I DJ either. I'm yeah. just going and doing like a you know a it's, very it's service Rizzler role. The name that you like that's the main like well. That's my project. I would is what I would call it. So I DJ just under Zach or Zach B. That's what I mean because I've seen a few yeah. things. Like sometimes you're this and sometimes you're that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've got essentially three DJ projects. So I have Zach B, which is just what I go under for um, weddings, clubs, any, any commercial. Any relation to Tash B? Mm. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Mm, I'll never tell. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what I do most of my stuff under. Um, and that within itself, within the commercial space has got a good, like I get plenty of bookings. I'm never struggling, yeah, yeah. like, which is awesome. Um, cause I just go in there and do what they want. It's cause you, you know, in a different scene, in a different yeah. scene or circle of, of yeah. you know, like. And then things. I really started Rinsler, which is, I suppose. Is that how you say it? Rinsler. Yeah. Rinsler. Rinsler. Cause I think I was calling it Rizzler, like the Rolly papers. Ah, right. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Uh, but it's Rinsler, uh, which Rinsler. I, yeah, I stole that from uh, Tron Legacy. So that was cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Soundtrack. Because he's yeah. the main... He's not Clue. He's the other bad dude in it, is yeah. Rensler. And I saw that movie and I love the soundtrack as every yeah. DJ does because Daft Punk, holy crap. So good. I've got so many, like, intro edits I've started that are, like, start with, like, a tr like a Tron yeah. song. and Because yeah. it's so, like, iconic, like, The Grid. It's like, oh, The Grid. Have the, you listened to any of my... Digital Frontier. Um, so I created a mix series called Encom Tower uh, and I haven't finished that. But all of those online mixes, you know, because I don't play stuff that's too similar to what the Tron soundtrack was, but I always put nods into it because it was such a impactful soundtrack. Or samples. Or yeah, yeah. Like so it's bits, like, snippets. you know, I'll start off a mix with exactly what you said. It's just like little cuts. The grid little or bits. whatever. The grid. Yeah. The digital frontier. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like I started, you know, if I'm doing a DJ battle, which I've done a couple of, it's like I start off with the, um, the sound bite from the movie, which is like Combatant 3 versus Rinsler. And like start there, and I was like, I really dig that. I thought yeah. that was yeah, it's just a cool little fun thing. So that's my personal project where I just play whatever the hell I want to play. Um, no, not genre defined, not on brand. I just do it because I love it. That's yeah. my fun one. And then I also have a second fun one called Weird Hours. Because I've seen you guys do like some weird mixes out here. Yeah, that's Robert weird. Hours. It's like we're gonna do like experimental uh, jazz in seven. Yeah, like just like out there stuff. Yeah, real that's work. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, that, which is yeah. real fun. If like, if you're ever looking for a creative outlet, take all of your weirdest music and DJ it and see how you go, no matter what genre. And it's real. It is It's a bunch of fun because it's like, yeah, so experimental jazz is one of the things, underground experimental electronic, like stuff you can't Shazam is what we try and yeah. incorporate. Uh, like we'll do hip hop if we want to. So that's me and Peter. Um, yeah, I thought there's another dude involved. Yeah, in Peter so who? Peter Wood. No, Peter he, Towns. Peter Towns. And has he has he got an artist name? Yeah, already? yesterday. 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 Yep. Is is today? His one. Not tomorrow. Not today. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, real cool dude. We get along. That's a cool name, actually. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a shirt to match, so it's real neat. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that yeah, the weird hours is for that. But yeah, the real weird experimental stuff. Like we've, we did like last time we did it, we had German death metal. We had some like weird Russian um, house music. You know, we had some video game stuff from obscure video games from the early 2000s. Just stuff that like we've picked up along the way and gone that. And yeah. then it's sort of fun to do it with another person and go, 
He goes, he looks yeah, at me. Yeah, those things he are He grins cool, yeah. me and looks at me, grins at me, and then throws on something to try and throw me. Yeah. And then I got to do the same back, and it's just like this back and forth. Yeah, it's just fun, and yeah. you're just like throwing each other in the deep end. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, yeah. what And then it's real now? cool to get into like um, music with odd time signatures, and you're like, oh, cool. Your four falls out the window. Yeah. Good luck mixing this. And yeah. you just got to come up with a creative way to, to make it transition well. Mm. And it's just like loop one beat while <laughs> the other song's coming in or something. Yeah. yeah but, but yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. So that's a real fun one. We, we have no intentions yet of doing anything with that, but it's, it's just, just a fun thing to just, stream yeah. and record and have fun. And, and play we around. pop up every now and then. We'll pop up every now and then at random uh, events and. Yeah. gigs and whatever could eventually that. be really cool to do it something like a, a doof or something that's a bit more alternative you yeah know? that'd be fun to, to do that kind of thing yeah. yeah so what have you been doing in covid because um you know obviously you said you've stopped the interval stuff yeah and a lot of your work is djing mm. for commercial weddings all that kind of stuff um and there hasn't been a lot of that lately. yeah so what's been happening? Like, you know, like I know that we worked the elections together. Yeah, which is a cool little that was, like um, that was where we first grab. met too. Yeah, in person. Yeah, yeah. in person. And yeah. I think that's a good like tip for anyone who wants to just make some cash. Because what did you think about working? Like, it's easy work. It's, it's chill. a long day. It's easy, but it, I always yeah. think of it as like, well, it's a Saturday. I'm not going to spend any money, and I'm going to make a heap of money. Yeah, it's like a five hundred, six hundred dollar payday. Yeah, for a day. Uh, for a day, it's work. a big day. But it's like 12, 13 hours, yeah. Yeah, but so, then you go home and you're like, well, I'm not going to go out and spend it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just sort of like ready to go to bed. Yeah, like dude, so solid. Make a heap of money. If I could that, do yeah. one 13-hour day for that amount of money per week, I would do it. Yeah. You know, so easily. There's another one coming up. You've got to, uh, got to apply. I've already got a booking on that day. So. Oh, you're already, oh, you've already got a gig. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so, which You'd is probably good. make more money and less time easy. Yeah, yeah. About the same yeah, yeah, but, but way um, less time and more fun. Yeah, so the elections was uh, a good because that was um, I was that was good for me because I wasn't quite on uh, job keeper yet. Then it's just a good little like it, thing. It was and like Adam did it as well. Um, yeah, um, Adam was yeah, super hashtag cool. feelings. Um, I tried to get a few other people on, but there was some problems with the system and stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah, the the chick yeah. running it was just like, if you've got anyone, let me know. And I'm like. I've got so many people. Because um, <laughs> like, it's like the D- old DJ community. I'm like, I work in the music industry. Yeah, pretty much everyone doesn't have a job right now. I and can't eat all... this week. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, no. that was really cool to be able to like, you know, help a few guys out, hook yeah. that up because it's, like I said, you know, it was a great, um, you know, little thing, even though it takes a little bit of time to get the money, but you know, mm. it's once, once you get it, it's, yeah. it's a good chunk of money for, for easy work. Yeah. It's like it's just you monotonous. Can, yeah, it is. It's just it's monot- very. Uh, it's you just... wouldn't want to do it on a daily basis. Oh no way. Or on a regular no, basis. No, no. Once every whenever an three, election three is. or four months, you're like whenever an election is, I'll do it and yep. make a bit of extra cash on that week. It's a good move. Get on it. Um, and they train you in advance, and it's real easy to pick up. So. Oh, it's not hard. Yep. It's like if you like, yeah. It's not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> so yeah, no more comments on this because that... we want to. Uh, well, I want to work there again. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what else you been doing uh, during COVID? Yeah, so that was um, I just spent a lot of time learning a bunch of new stuff uh, and working on a bunch of stuff I was already working on. So uh, first thing I did was I was like, well, crap, I've now immediately got months of downtime and I want to make the most of this time. So the first mm-hmm. thing I did, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go get a new skill that has gonna have some universal application. So I See, went. I love that. Yeah, like straight up, you know, like a, a lot of people. 
And I got, you know, I got a little bit of flack for it because I was like, hey, this is the time, guys. Like, you yeah. don't have to DJ. Like, pick up a new skill, get a side hustle, work on your production, work on yeah. your, de- like, whatever it is. If you can't whatever scratch, you learn to scratch. Like, yeah. pick up something new. Like, you've got the time. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, some people have mental health issues and that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I understand that. that they're the but exception, how is though. that any yeah. different to normally? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone has, like, like you know, we're all in the world normally mm. and we can do our normal lives. And within that construct, people have mental health issues. Yeah. And I feel for them and, you know, and yeah. I'm not talking about those people. Absolutely. But then it's like, you know, the for the rest of us yeah. who, you know, don't have for these the, things. For the general populace. Yeah, it's for most be, of us. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're just going to sit at home and play video games and get drunk and not do anything productive, I don't have any sympathy for you. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing something productive because yeah. you've got the thing that makes you money taken away, but you're also getting a little bit of money from the government to That's live it. and survive. I don't know anyone that was like a job seeker is not enough to live off because it is enough to live off. And if it's not enough yeah. to live off. If you're, you're bit like bare bones, like you can eat and have a home. And I paid my rent. I ate food. That's all it needed to do. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's it not like you're going to have, you know, maybe you need to cancel your your Dropbox Netflix and Spotify yeah. and Netflix and, yeah, Spot, goodness, you know. Goodness those... knows I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I, I've i got a little less money, but I also live in a country that is going to make sure that I'm not going to die. Die. Yeah. They're going to take care of me. And that was awesome. And it happened immediately too. So I had that one week off and then the next week I was on JobSeeker until yeah. I got on JobKeeper, which was super solid. So, yeah, first thing I did. Uh, was I was like, cool, I'm just going to go and learn a new so what skill. what was the new skill? Yeah, uh, because I just interrupted you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Social media management. Perfect. Uh, so I just, per- Absolutely perfect. Yeah, I just was like, this is no matter what I do in my life, no matter where I head, because I'm still somewhat undecided, is just like I know this skill is going to have so many universal applications. Yeah. And I studied, so I did a double major in uni and one of it was art and the other was advertising. So I already had some background knowledge and advertising so then to bring the marketing into it i was like oh this is all super useful stuff to know and immediately i took that and started applying it to things i was doing so the other thing i started was realistically starting the presence of the rinsler project um, what i mean you said it's like oh not many people know and i was like well you can like you can do that now yeah. like you can let people know because it's not like everyone's going to clubs looking for people yeah. to see and that it's like that's not the place where people are. That's yeah. not where the attention is. Like when and you when it was in the dance music industry before COVID, the yep. attention was at clubs. Yeah. And all the media on social media and online that it was would, all would feed from based. the clubs. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, well, there's no clubs, and you see like the, you know the bow guys doing the big streams, and you know, uh, so and, and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah. to try and like bring it back. And it's like, well, now the attention's online, but you've got a a you know, like know what you're doing to get yep. the word out. And then mm. B, you've got to have a good product. Like that's, yep. you know, Absolutely. like so many people, it's like, I always talk about like, oh, you should be putting out you know, content and like doing all this stuff. And like, and that's so true, but it's like, well, the, but the baseline before you get to that is that it's got to be good. Yeah. Like you got to have a product. It's that like, but I'm not going to, I don't know what's good for you. Yeah. You know, like you don't know what's good for me. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know what's good for you. And we could because- have very different goals within that too to be like, oh, I actually don't want to be 
Yeah. Um, that. That. Well, I don't want to and do that. Yeah. So well, my goal I don't want that to be my thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And my goal for Rinsler for that for that time for the major portion of the lockdown time was just to be like, okay, no one has seen me do anything. Yeah. Um, because I've just been busy doing commercial stuff. I'm going to take the tracks I love and I'm going to put them into something for not for any consumers to consume, just for my friends and other people in the industry to look at me yeah. and know what I can do yeah, uh, and know what I love to do. So that was the whole idea of starting the Rinsler project, which then led to a series, the first season of Mixers, um, which, which are these the ones on Mixcloud that did really are, well? Yeah. So let's talk about this. Like, yeah, because Mixcloud, I think is going to be a huge, you know, well, I'm hoping it's going to be a huge platform. Yeah. They're the only one who have the live stream thing um, sorted in terms of um, licensing and licensing royalties. and stuff. Yep. So, I mean, if you're smart, I think you would start trying to grow your Mixcloud now. Yeah. Because um, it's still small and Because no one attainable. else has done it yet. Yeah. Um, but, like, how did you get – because I know a heap of your mixes got to – and I've, I've I've analyzed your profile and stuff like you don't have a huge number of following yeah. uh, on your profile or anything, but your mixes you did were going like to number one and all stuff on on yeah. some of the when they came out. So so what's the hacks? Give what's us the, the little <laughs> secrets and the hacks because there's obviously something in you there you're doing. You can have some of my secrets. Some, some of them. them we don't have, some of them we'll can, give them here yeah. and then the rest you'll tell me the later. The other ones you got to pay me anyone. for. Like, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll do that for you. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's like any system. Um, so like your Facebook, your Instagram, your Mixcloud. And I learned a lot of this during the social media social deployment. Media thing, yeah. Um, just to figure that out is just being like each one of these has a different system for how the chart works or how visibility works. Yeah. Um, and for Mixcloud, the trick was just finding out how that visibility worked and leaning in on that. Um, so how Mixcloud analyzes its visibility, um, its charts via uh, currently. They, this is subject to change, obviously. Yeah. Well, that's uh, the thing with social yeah, media; yeah, it always changes, yeah. especially if someone's cracked the system and can hit number one for six mixes in a row. Yeah, like, and it's not, and it's like actually not that good. Yeah, uh, but it still yeah. hits it. Yeah. yeah, it's like it can, you know, it has to be. That's one of the things. It definitely still has to, because this is the number one thing for chart trending on Mixcloud is engagements. Your listen percentage. If people, if you're uploading a 30-minute mix or an hour mix and people are dunk, done out after 10 minutes, you'll never get anywhere. Like you, so... It's like I, YouTube. It's about retention. Yeah. Engagement. So, like how long do you stay on so the platform? So my first listening? three mixes I put up there um, hit, in, in, in Australian charts, they hit higher. They hit like top 20s. And then in the international charts, they hit the top 90s with like a 25% engagement. So I had to be like, okay... Wherever I'm sharing this to or whoever's listening to this needs to retain it for the whole time. So that comes back to your targeted audience. I have to make sure whoever I'm connecting with this with is going to listen to the whole the thing. The whole thing, yeah. Um, so that's what I did is you just go, I went out. And so does it mean like obviously there's a, an algorithm and stuff. Yeah. But it's like so, but if, if I have 100 people listen to my tune yep but they only listen to 25 percent. is that better than 10 people listening to the whole mix you know what i mean like how does it have you figured that yeah yeah have, <laughs> that I deep have, into it i have figured out that exact thing so it it does a ranking system so the first thing is engagement is your number one contributing factor next thing is external shares um and traffic coming in from that uh and then you have underneath that is all the normal things where people would be like oh Okay, your likes, your, your comments, likes, your, your, yeah, yeah. your reposts, all that sort of stuff. They're so much smaller. And the reason Mixcloud has done this, to my knowledge, has to be like, 
if you're a small creator with a high engagement, you can get on the front page and get exposure, um, which is why I really enjoy that platform to be like, hey, I've started this project. I have literally no following. But because of that, I've been able to hit the front page and then get a following within Mixcloud itself, um, which has been really cool. So yeah, active engagements was the number one thing. Hitting music groups that are going to care about what you're putting out there. Yeah. So that's what I did. It's just like um, a bunch of Facebook groups that are like, and when I would make a mix, I would only post it to ones where I know people are going to like it. So if I, because I jump around between Because you genres. don't want people to just jump in and go, oh, 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, cool. But I'm not going to listen to the rest. Yeah, like, I want people to click on it and go, I enjoy this music and I'm going to put it on for my background at work and just listen to it. And that's. I mean, it makes sense for the platform yeah. too, because the platform wants people who are going to get yeah. people to the platform yeah. and listening for the whole thing. Like, you know, like they yeah. want you to stay there. So they want you to stay there and listen to the whole thing and then they want people to come from other places to there. Yep. So it's the social that's posting, exactly people it. coming in. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's really – and that's the same with a lot of platforms. Yep. Like you've just got to figure out – Your engagement. What, but what they want, yeah. you know, like – and every platform wants you to stay on that platform. Yeah. You so know, Facebook wants you to stay on Facebook. They, they don't yeah, want they, you to go and watch a YouTube video. They want you to stay on Facebook. Yeah. Instagram doesn't want you to go, you know, and – and go to SoundCloud or, or, or Spotify, even though they've got that functionality there. Yeah. But that, I think that's a bit more of a yeah. Um, they're trying to tap into the music base to mm. try and get music users to use it. But yeah. you know, I think um, that's every platform wants you to yeah. stay on the platforms. So if you can think of it in those terms, you know, I think yeah. you're always going to be. You and know, then winning. yeah. So the other thing was then finding out what all of the stats meant, all the analytics behind it. And then once you once I did that, I was able to go, okay, I understand exactly how this works now, how the system's working. And then I just tailed, tailored my ads and advertising because I, I paid for advertising for it to try and get some flow through just to get feedback mainly. Um, and then once I figured that out, I was like, okay, this is now connecting with the right people that are going to listen to the whole things. I got my listen rating up to 80%. And eighty it's like funnels almost. You yeah, know, like, yeah, exactly like a funnel system. In, yeah, yeah. Um, and when that happened, it's like okay, now I'm hitting eighty percent listen rate on my mixes. They're hitting number one, um, which number one in Australia is easy enough to get. You can do that. Um, and I think I've hit number two globally in a handful of the mixes, which is a much bigger platform because Mixcloud's not so popular in, in Australia yet, yeah. but in a lot of the Asian countries, it's it's mm. really very popular. So like, if you're ever charting globally on like the liquid drum and bass chart which is one of the uh, ones well, I, I don't think i will ever be but that's fine i choose to believe you can <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> come to a back-to-back -back, we'll get it sorted yeah yeah uh, we'll do it. but yeah so competing in that space is hectic because you're li you're you're literally challenging people that are getting 20 30 000, 40 000, 50 000, 100 000 listens you're Who challenging all listening to the whole thing too. you're challenging them for the top spot and I, think, I suppose that's why like a radio show is a really good thing on Mixcloud, which are, there's yeah, heaps of radio yeah. shows because people will listen to it every week because they get invested and they know this person's going to play new tunes that I'm going to love, that, yeah. you know, or which whatever that I can cool. find like, or learn. So I think that's – and like I've started uh, uploading podcasts to it. And yeah. it's not like it's – they probably don't get any listens yeah. because I don't have a following and it's not like – or that's anything it. on Mixcloud. Because even mine there. are like – They're I, there though. Yeah. If you want to listen to them – you can listen to every podcast on Mixcloud. Yeah. Like it's there. And like my following isn't even that huge on there. The funny thing is my following is not translated anywhere else because I don't have any other socials currently. But um, with, yeah, with Mixcloud, it's But like, that's going to change right now that you've got your social 
media yeah, like, marketing. It, it's going to change stuff. when I've got my plan sorted and know what I'm well, doing you, with it. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Which isn't going to be too long. Like, which is exactly what I think was cool to see the um what the Bow Boys have done. Yeah. Um, which they've done fantastic stuff. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Go go check out their stuff if you haven't seen it. Uh, I mean, I think anyone watching this has absolutely seen it already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're doing solid work, but exactly what they're what they're doing has like they've had a plan and a purpose every step of the way, um, and that's been very impressive to watch and very encouraging to watch too. You know what's really funny, like because yeah. like because I've been you know it's been like a year and a half or whatever, and I do these podcasts all the time every yeah. week. I've done like seventy, whatever, you know, yeah, like seventy plus podcasts, two hours each, always on the beers. They've all started to merge into one. So I kind of have forgotten about all the early podcasts, like what's yeah. happened. So I've kind of been going back and listening to them. And it's like I'm – I always say I'm like I'm getting high on my own supply kind yeah. of thing, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> but it's <coughs> it's really funny. And that's why I started on my personal account doing the the um, the podcast yeah, trivia because I hear little things from it. Like it, the podcast, I go back and listen. I'm like, oh, that's a cool little question that yeah. people, if they've watched it, they'll know. And one thing with like Bodhi was like, I remember when he was in here, which was like, it was the, I, I just messaged him, it's the 26th of August. So it was like just like a year ago, basically. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, I just come into frequencies. And I, I just practice. I, I'm not really a live stream guy. Like I don't really like live streaming. It's yeah. like, you know, like comes to me in a club and you know, or, but Oh, not really a live stream guy. And uh, <laughs> like, I messaged him. I was like, dude, I just listened to this. It's so hilarious. I'm yeah. like, just put on like the best live stream like in Brisbane and stuff last week or whatever. Yeah. And it's like you listen back to only a year ago yep. when he was like, oh, I'm not really a live stream. Like, not really yeah. into live streams or anything, you know. Like, and they, and it's that one year. and yeah. Such a big difference. And then they've been nailing it too with the merch thing too. Yeah. They've had a really good idea with that and a really good execution with that. Um, and it's like when I come to the point where I'm ready to do that with the Rinsler project, that's the same sort of approach I'm going to – different things, but like the same yeah, sort of yeah. approach where it's like, no, it's going to be planned and proper and and ready to set up set up to succeed Yeah, is the thing when I'm ready to do that. Yeah. Um, and that may look like developing some producing skill, skills first. Yeah, yeah. Um, to really individualize what I'm doing and really, you know, customize that the best that I can. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that – but what they're the, – it's such a sick thing to do. And that same thing with Interval is like, you know, I decided the main reason I stopped it because I was able to start it again to some degree a couple of months ago, but I stopped it mainly because of cash flow. Um, I do that whole thing out of my pocket and I do yeah. it because I want the community of DJs in Brisbane to benefit. Hey, bro. Um, Speaking uh, to you, preaching yeah, to the choir. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, you get to it, the man. Choir. You get it, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. All, those, all those A Beer With Presents. They're not free. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah it all money. costs money, and it yeah. costs a, like to do interval to the level that I wanted to do it to. Cost a few hundred dollars um, every fortnight, which is a, a each substantial. One, yeah, each yeah. one costs you money. Yeah, yeah which is a, a substantial investment. That's what I think people don't understand. Like events, they like they cost money. They cost and money, if, and if people don't turn up, and I'm doing it bare bones off my own back too. And if people don't turn up, you lose money. Yeah, lots of money. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. well, it depends what level you're on and what you go to. But, yeah. you know, like, I remember, you know, like, talking to, like, Hannah Wrigley, who yeah. just did the Picky Factor, and they're like, At the start, we were losing thousands. Mm -hmm. Every event, we lose thousands because we'd pay this money for an artist. And if you don't make it back on the door or, or the bar, if if you have a deal with the, with yeah. the venue, um, you lose a shitload of money. Yeah, that's it. And people don't see that, you know. Yeah. They just see the, oh. They see the flow coming through. Get us into the green room to hang out with this artist who's yeah. big. 
It's like, well, yeah, but like, you, you still know, gotta buy I, a ticket. I gave you, I gave you a free ticket to come in, and and you've already hit me up for ten drink cards, and and he cost me like six grand, and like, well, you know, yeah, you know, and, and it's like we, you know, we've anyone who's run events. Yeah. I'm not just talking about Bicky Factory or whatever, you but know, yeah, like, anyone. anyone who's run events, they're in that situation. Yeah, I always make like, a point nowadays to be like. Oh, when when I have friends, at least buy your ticket, bro. At least buy your ticket. They're like, oh, I can get you on the list. I was like, don't put me on the list. I will pay to support this event because I I really want this to keep going. If it's an event you believe in, you want it to keep going. And that's the big thing that I have with Interval is like anyone that turned up regularly was like, this is awesome. We want it to keep going. What can we do to help? And the only thing I need to do now is to be able to give them an opportunity to help. And to just be like, okay, maybe here's some merch or here's some more specific events or, you know, here's some stuff that you can get behind. Yeah. Um, and I really put it out there to be able to go, okay, I want to equip these DJs with some tools to be the best that they can. Mm. And for for that, it looked like giving them a platform to be who they want to be, um, providing them. And then the next step is to be able to go, here's some professional photography and videography for you to use in marketing for free. So you don't have to pay. Here's some to do content. That. Yeah, here's yeah, some yeah, yeah. here's some content. So I did it with the photos, and did some of it with the video, and we're just expanding for that one. But when yeah. we relaunch um, next year, which I'm just gonna wait for. So uh, yeah, that that was gonna be my like like oh, question like when is interval gonna come back? Because you know we were gonna do one here yeah. when we could, and I was gonna play at it yeah. and, and like a few guys, and then we we're like, oh, I think you know it was. I think we should not. It was the height of like COVID. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and it fell through. But, and then, but what? What? And uh, rightfully can, so. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but but when can we expect it back? And you know what's what's <laughs> have you got? Is it gonna be the same vibe and direction or what? Yeah. So it's gonna be a bit more refined. Um, which the feedback, so I put out a survey. If anyone's making stuff, uh, for other people do a survey, it's free. Your people want to give their opinions. It's been awesome. So I threw out a survey into the private Facebook group we have for it. Um, just to give everyone's feedback on what they wanted from the event. And that's been the most useful thing in the world. I think people don't like, like I've even done that on socials and stuff. It's like, what do you want to see me post? It's like, I can post old photos of me like you know when i was young like throwbacks and like djing in the past or i can do like stuff that i'm doing now or i can give you like you know information that i've just learned about you know social media and stuff or like music now you have some of my mixed cloud secrets so like yeah yeah. but it's like what 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 do you want to see you guys want to see you know like and 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 all the guys i had like so many people don't do that 20 something djs fill that out um, which was awesome. And they gave me the exact direction they wanted the event to go for. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. I can take that and run with it. So I've take yeah. I've taken that, I've even, turned it into a plan. And even if you don't take uh, every thing, you like there might be something if someone's like, Oh, we want to do a VR experience so you can have a VR at home. And you're like, Well, yeah, you know, yeah. like we're talking it's like down the well, line. that's a little bit yeah. ahead of us now. Like we're yeah. not gonna do that now. And yeah. that's not the vibe we're on. But and it was really it was cool. good to get those, yeah. you know, ideas in. Absolutely. And the best feedback I had was just the like the core of this event and the heart behind it is exactly what we as Brisbane based DJs or Queensland based DJs want. And what was this that is, like? Was it, the, it was the social, like the getting complete pressure-free environment to do yeah. whatever the hell you want and to have people appreciate that. Because that's the thing, like you know, a lot of people in other cities in straight, like particularly 
you know, Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? Underground DJs have to play commercial music in Brisbane? And it's like, well, yeah, because there's not a lot of underground yeah. venues. It's like we don't have the population yeah. to support those and kind of venues. That's a big thing just quickly on that too. It's like when you're doing your – I did this for my analysis of the Brisbane music scene when I was breaking all the stats down for that for my own research. And it's like you were dealing with 2.2 million people roughly. 400,000 of those people will go and see live events or go to a club. Only 400,000 people of that. And the reason that's such a small number is because you take that and you minus the big ticket events. So you're 50,000 people at a studio that are mm -hmm. only going to go see Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran and never going to go see anyone else. You take that number out yeah. for all the big different big niches and then you're left with, okay, it's like after we've done that, we actually have 100,000 people. Yeah. Um, and then we can break that stat down even further to go, okay, well, we can take the metal and rock guys out because they're not going to come see your DJ. Yeah. Um, and rightfully so. Um, yeah. Because yeah. they're not into that. So yeah, you take those guys out. You take your jazz musicians out. So that, that eliminates, what, six people that still go and see jazz music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is jazz. still a jazz club in Brisbane, I though. go to it. I love those guys. Oh, go we should go one time. Hell I yeah. Yeah, I've got one of my um, one of my uncle's plays there. He oh, plays sax and stuff. Yeah. I might, may have seen him. It's such a cool vibe. Yeah. We should I, definitely go there one time, though, because I love my jazz. I, I love my jazz, too. Player, so, yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, and when you break it down, it's like the ballpark of people that might be interested in your music is very small. So I know for me, it's like the the future, the the style of music I play or want to play with the Rinsler Project is very niche. And realistically, I would be lucky to hit 3,000 people in, in Brisbane that are interested in that. So that means when I do launch that fully, I've got to be shooting outside of Brisbane. You know, I've yeah. got to be shooting. So that means I have to change how I'm Otherwise, you have to get... All 3,000 to come to the gig, yeah. which is impossible. Yeah. You can never get everyone yeah, to come. Yeah, you're never going to make that happen. So that was, um, yeah, that's a, it's a valuable thing to be realistic about, though. That's the thing. Like, you know, people are like, oh, you should just play underground gigs. Well, like, it's like, well, like, there's like, we've got like one underground club. Yeah. Which is like probably, uh, <laughs> I'm super keen to, Sub Rosa. Rosa. Yeah. yeah, I'm super keen to come to underground events, but I also but have Sub to pay Rosa, bills. Yeah, yeah. But Sub Rosa <laughs> is also, um, a particular type of underground. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? It's not like, I mean, they do Psytrance and stuff every now and again, but yeah. it's not like you can go and just listen to like Psytrance. Like where's a club in Brisbane you can just go and listen to Psytrance randomly? Yeah, no, you There's can't. none that, yeah. that play it every night. Um, and up until recently, you know, drum and bass even, I yeah. know, you know, like the rum bar, yeah. the, the old Montague room at, at – uh, you know, Subrosa yeah. and then I know that, you know, um over at West End at Rumpus Room, they often do a lot of drum and bass stuff. But mm. for a while there wasn't really anywhere you could go to listen to drum and yeah. bass just on a normal night. Yeah. Like, unless there was an event on or something. Whereas like, you know, now it's sort of like there's a bit of that. But yeah. you know, like where do you go to listen to um glitch hop or halftime? Yeah. In Brisbane, there's no club for it. No, I mean maybe Rumpus plays glitch hop and stuff yeah, like that, but it's not like every Rose night. Is doing gl glitch hop, but it's not every too. night. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's not like you can go to a club there and go, oh, we can listen to this music that we love yeah. every night. Yeah. So that may have t tipped onto the the long term plans of Interval potentially is to yeah. be the next venue for that. Um, but that's down yeah. the line. Uh, but uh, more immediate. We won't talk about that. That's Ugh. like that's like 2023. You know? uh, yeah, like, yeah. We're really delving down. Some... It might have been next year if COVID didn't hit. Yeah, but, but you know. Yeah, it, it is, is what, what it, is. it is. It is what it is. So intervals. Shout out Max Holloway. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anyone watches MMA out there, but yeah, that's <laughs> a catchphrase. Yeah, sick. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah, so Interval relaunch is looking like so the is um, it, has it got me on the on the lineup? He's like, nah, so, bro. I haven't thought about you. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's yeah. Right. I'll be there. Don't worry. Yeah. So the um, the, I'll be there. I don't have to play. The first thing that's happening for those event wise is the first four events were the last four events booked in, just rescheduled. Oh. So that does involve. So you. I was, but yeah, 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 I was in one of them. Yes. That, yeah, that does involve you. It's like because we had we had unbeknownst to me, I am involved. We had twenty eight <laughs> DJs, um, new DJs that hadn't played on Interval before, ready to line up to play the next Intervals. Yeah. Um, yeah. And had to pull all those events because that was going to be four events in four weeks, too. So that was going to be pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, restoring that is going to happen. But the the first thing that was going to happen to go co alongside with the the website that's coming, um, which is going to be a useful tool for DJs, I believe that's yeah, the goal cool. for it, um, is a DJ competition, but one that takes is a DJ competition with a good cash prize. And then some really helpful stuff to go along with that. And I'm not going to talk details of that because it's we're still working it out. Because um, yeah. I got a I got a small team behind me that are helping me construct that to be the fairest it can be. So yeah. uh, popularity is out the window. No popularity contest whatsoever. No matter no genre bias whatsoever. Um, all of the judges that are I'm getting all about a, that man. Yeah. Like you know, like like I always say, like yeah. I love going to a venue and not knowing any of the music. Yeah. And I get that experience more when I go to other genres I don't know yeah. because I don't know that music. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I'm listening to Liquid Drum and Bass and it could be like the number one hit of yeah. Liquid Drum and Bass at the moment, but I don't know that. I don't know it. And yeah. I'm just like, this tune is so it's sick. So cool. Like, I love this. So, and yeah, I'm all about one. that. When Hell I yeah. don't know the music or the genre, yeah. yeah. So completely no, no genre bias and to the point where the judges that are involved with, which I've hit up some and I've got to hit up more, uh, will be if they feel like they're going to be biased towards the genre, they get defaulted to another judge. Yeah. Um. So if they if they hit it, it's genre, almost like they you need like, like a yeah. You almost need like you know alternates. Like, oh, I won't judge this person. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it's like. And then we've come up with a grading system that's going to be um, as fair as possible. But the, like the the document behind the grading system and how it works is currently sitting at like two A four pages of of how that breaks down. Um, so this is like the, the most in depth, like it really is. Possible. Just, just because so you almost need to do like a degree to, or a little like few courses <laughs> to be a judge. It's a six week to, course. It's a six weeks course to be a yeah. judge, but you know, like you'll get to, you'll yeah. be a judge. You'll be gonna. There's no benefits for you'll being be a judge. You'll be the best judge on the planet. Yeah. So it's um. So it's basically the the top two breakdowns of it, and I'll just touch on it briefly. Is there's an additive scoring system for song selection and creativity and uniqueness and there's a subtractive scoring system for technicality so that makes sense so yeah because i used to be a gymnast and yeah. it's like you would get skills for doing like harder you get points for doing harder things but then any mistakes that you would make yep. you would get deductions That's and it, it was like so you might do a harder skill but you might do it shit and get deducted and yep. You pretty much shouldn't have done it. Yep. You know what I mean? And so, that's yeah. exactly what it is. And the idea with that is that potentially, not likely, but potentially if you were a fresh DJ on the scene with very limited mixing ability, you can still make it through heats. Um, and then in the same way, if you're an incredibly technical DJ mm. who is not particularly creative, and these DJs know who they are too. They're not ashamed of it. It's quite a – they've hit their niche and they love it. Yeah. Um, and it's really on that technicality. I actually love this, like the the way you're, you're – thinking about this because yeah. it's yeah you know something like i said like i relate yeah. to it through gymnastics is something that's been around for years yeah. and it's been it's an established thing and yeah. there's there's a code of points there's yeah. you know there's like 
certain things that if you do this, you get this. If you yep. do this, you get this. And then if you do this, you get deducted this, yeah. you know. So it's I, yeah. I really love that that, you know, most DJ comps are sort of like they just give you a score for each category. Yeah. It's not like there's addition things you can do that can give you extra points and yeah. the things that you lose points for. Yeah, and the idea That's, with that is to balance I it out. I haven't heard that in a, in a DJ yeah. comp sense and it makes so much sense. I had a, I actually bounced that off Peter a lot to help me come with that from yesterday because yeah. um, he he came up with that, that system um, himself when I was bouncing ideas off of me. He's like, what if we did it like this? And I was like, that's brilliant because that that means that no matter what camp you're coming from as a DJ, yeah. you really do have a shot at yeah. um at um making that because you know um, you can just be really cre- like really creative and do really creative stuff, but maybe not the best DJ, but yeah. you could be the best DJ and just do your thing. Yeah, and you know it's like then you've got to you know. Yeah. And if you're in a happy middle ground, out. awesome. You're gonna you're gonna do really well. Um, and the idea with that is then to create some uh, multi-tiered prize package that's going to not not just be like, ha-ha, cash prize club residency. It's like, no, here's some, uh, here's here's a thing that's going to equip you to do better in the industry. Here's an artist development package. Yeah, yeah that you know, sort of like, stuff. Here's a, here's a uh, you know, like Go a get your press, press shots pack. Done. Yeah. You get your press pack, you get an, a bio, yep. you get, you know, someone to sort of like put it all together and yeah. give you a... You get a video created of your you performing that's going to be like four minutes long that you're going to yeah. be able to go... This is what I do. Yeah. Like, you know, it's really going to set them up to succeed. That's the idea behind it. Um, and then, so DJ competition is going to be the big launch for that. Yeah. Um, and then restoring the regular events when we're able to do that uh, effectively. So this is all next year, you think? Yeah, next year. Because I need this year to develop it. I yeah. need the next few Figure months. Figure it out because you want to do it right. Because I want to do it properly. Because yeah, yeah. I'm building the website too. Um, so the website, which I'll show you some video of it, of what it's looking like currently. Because uh, I used to be a web designer. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, I've done. Help us with mine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've done... uh, okay. I mean, you're already yeah, okay. helping us with yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. That's in my ballpark. Um, so yeah, I've designed a website, but one of the key features of the website is a artist profile page that yep. is completely filterable. Um, so any DJ that comes through Interval, like the... resident, what is it called? Resident um... advisor. Resident yeah, advisor. I, yeah, yeah. I've been similar. So I'm actually a promoter on resident advisor. Yeah. Um, with their stuff, so I can submit events and register everything through them. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. which I, which is what I've been doing for Interval. Yeah. Is they're all official resident advisor events. Yeah. Um, so they're all registered there, and you can go view them and that sort of support. So yeah, artist profiles like that, and the idea is that you can filter through different genres, different styles, all the different metrics for DJing, different experience levels, whatever yeah. that looks like. Um, there's going to be a banner at the top that's like feature artist of the week yeah, and it yeah. really highlights and spotlights that. Yeah. And the idea is that, you know, if you're a DJ coming onto the scene, this is a created reference point for you. Yeah. So you get your photos and your video. When you do interval, you get some highlight reel, you get some yeah. photos done. That's uploaded there. A bio is written about you. Um, it's like the, you know, it's always like, oh, I'm going to play this free gig. Mm. What do I get? Well, you get exposure. It's like, well, no, you don't get ex- you, yeah. With this, you, it's not just exposure. It's like, it's like you get pressure, you yeah. know, or whatever. And this, this page is. is a reference page for you to go, okay, I need Check to show someone what I can do. Yeah. This is the page. Because these days, like a lot of people don't have, like there was a big website craze yeah. a while back where, Every DJ had to have a website, you know. And like now people the use thing. their socials as and a website. And now people don't have websites. And yeah. it's like, but you need somewhere what, that has links to all the other shit you yep. do. And, how, and just, good content. And yep. that explains like your bio, like, 
so if you go, someone goes, oh, like what, like what do you DJ? What do you? You can just be like, go to this address. Yeah, and it will say your bio, what you're into, what you've done, and then links to all your socials and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah, that's the idea behind it to just be like, okay, cool. I need to show off. Here's a central point with everything that's of yeah. a quality. That's going to like be link good. tree, but better. Yeah, but yeah, just specifically for, for, and then eventually interval to expand to. DJs to musicians to lighting to any creative everything any yeah, yeah, anything yeah. Every creative. creative thing that you're into um, yeah. yeah and to really just make a space for that and th- yeah. well that that was the slogan interval a space in between the idea is because it is the- yeah yeah because it is Im- important for mm. any scene yeah. I think is to have those you know everyone says it's almost overused safe space yeah but like a space where you can just be creative and it's like no one's gonna be yeah. You know, like negative towards it. It's like, well, yeah. you, tr- you tried something. It didn't work, but that's fine. We all yeah. And I love creative that. people know that yeah. you, you've got to be willing to try something and fail, because then you know, all right, so that's not what I should do. Yeah, we and had they that. try something and it works, and you go, all right, so you know, this is what I should yeah. lean into a bit more. Yeah, we we have that with um one of the uh, quite a few of the interval events actually that happened where a newer DJ has come onto the scene. They've made a mistake. And they get a round of applause. They're not getting a round of applause because everyone's laughing at them. It's because everyone in that room, we've been there. Yeah, we've all made mistakes. We've fat-fingered the cue button instead of the play button and the song has stopped. We've done that. I did. In my first interval set that I did, I did that. I hit the cue button instead of the play button. I've never done that. No, I've, definitely done, I've definitely done that. Except Jai, he's perfect. I've done that heaps, man. Like everyone's made mistakes. Yeah, like, and it's like the new that. ones are like they're crushed. They're like, I made a mistake. Everyone's gonna think I'm. A it's fool. like nah, bro. And like, it's like we've all been there. Yeah, we silence. get it. Love silence. It's like yes, silence is the bomb. And yeah. then when you recover it, everyone's like, good recovery. Like they're behind you 100. percent And that's the yeah. environment we wanted to cultivate is to just be like, we're actually there with you for you. It's for a group that. of peers. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the and big we get thing. it. Like yeah, I totally yeah. get it. That's 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 what I mean. Like it's a group of peers. They all understand. They've all been there. They yeah. all you know get it. Um, which is what I love about you know the interval thing and what I've seen from it. Yeah, because it is very much a peer thing. If, if you want to be in the scene, go check out interval. Yeah, maybe play one if you can. Yeah. If you can get in or whatever. But um, yeah, that's why we're doing so many events is just because the amount of people that wanted to play it was just yeah. like through the roof. Because it is like you know low pressure and that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, because that's the biggest thing. Uh, one of the biggest feedback I got was it's like, oh, if you've ever been a club DJ, or if you've ever DJed in the club, um, the hidden pressure is actually you were there to sell drinks. Uh, that yeah. is your job. Um, you might think you're there to cultivate a good life, a uh, good night, and that's but it part does, of it. It does depend on the venue, though. Yeah, yeah. Because some Absolutely. venues play like like it's it's extravagant. Yeah. Entry fee. Yeah. Because they know you're not going to buy drinks. Yeah. Uh, but and yeah. we're skating around the drug issue here. Yeah. So, but yeah, Ooh. you know uh, what I mean. Yeah, but, yeah. but you know, that there's yeah. there's just venues that sort of bank on that that you pay this much to get in because we know you're not going to buy that many drinks. Yeah. And that's it. Anytime I've played a venue like that, it's like, yeah, I got to make sure these guys are selling drinks. Like um, any of those big commercial venues, which is just how they operate. Yeah. Um, So it's like, oh, it's even just taken away that pressure. And then like, yeah, my favorite thing is to just be like, so the first set I did there was I did a heavy metal set because I like heavy metal music. Yeah. Um, And I was like, this is sick. And in the same night, we had a reggae DJ who came and played reggae and then we had yeah, a, totally a different, yeah. big room DJ that came and did big room. Which is cool, man. Yeah. Like diversity and stuff. Love and that stuff. But Love yeah, being um, able to see it. So um, so where can we find you? Like online, what's the best places to find 
you know, um, like everything that we've talked about today, like, you know. Yeah. So um, you can, they're, they're dormant at the moment, but just like either. You can any, still find them. Yeah. Though. Any social media that is forward slash interval.aus. So interval.oz at the end of Facebook, Instagram, anything yeah. like that is where you'll find that. Um, you can hit me up on my personal pages currently, which is just Zach underscore Brommel or Zach dot Brommel. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in touch and get behind any of the stuff that I'm doing, or if you have well, any you volunteer ideas. people, like, if you want to get into events and learn and work your way up the ranks and do your own shit. Yeah. Volunteering is a great way to do it because you, you learn and you prove yourself to people who are doing shit in the industry and then they'll vouch for you if you want to do something. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like if someone came to you and started from a volunteer and worked up to be your like 2IC and then went, oh, man, I want to do this like event and stuff, like you'd support them 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Same with me, yeah. you know? Like so it's like people don't understand that. It's like you you volunteer, you prove yourself and work your yourself up yeah. with someone who's already doing shit in the industry and then they'll vouch for you, which will help you, plus you'll have the experience. Yeah. Like, it's a no-brainer, really. Yeah, like, really once you've is. been in it for a while, it's like yeah. it's a no-brainer. Like if you want to do it, like you're just gonna get into it. Yeah. Oh, if you want to do something, just do it. That's some. Yeah. That's such a. It's such a big thing. I see a lot of people forget is like sometimes it's like if you want to do the thing, do the thing. You will learn so quickly once yeah. you're there. Um, and that's where like I wanted to. I was like, I want to start running underground events. I guess I'll run an underground event and see how that goes. And on my very first one, I learned so much. And I'd run events previously. Um, you got to be willing to not like make, you know. Like, oh, yeah. You got to be, like, be like, every dollar that goes money. towards this is going in the shredder. Like, <laughs> I always say, like, people who run their first event, it's yeah. like, you got to think about all the money you put into this because you're probably going to lose money or break even yeah. on your first, yeah. first ever event. So, all the money that you put into this, that's marketing dollars. Yeah. That you, you know. If you're smart and you know what you're doing, you'll get good photographer, videographer to get social, you know, like that good content mm, yeah. for the next event. So you've just paid, uh, you lose. You're paying two, for the information. You may, you yeah. lose two grand on your first event, but that money is promotion for the next yeah. event. And that's because absolutely going to happen content. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, people got to understand that don't expect to just start an event and make heaps of money unless you're, yeah, some dude who has like a million friends. But yeah, after the yeah. first event you run, you'll be like, "I now know every flaw that this event has, yeah, and I've got to go and fix it." Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the quickest way to learn. Same with anything too. It's like just yeah. start where you're trying to finish, and um, get it done. That's it. Because you you learn in six months on a job site way quicker than you do four years in a school. Like it's exactly. just yeah yeah. Like I will always someone who, if I was still running events, if someone came in as a volunteer and worked their way up. I would have way more trust in them than someone who's like if I was trying to look for a logistics manager yeah. for a festival and this person worked their way up and I know who they are, I'd totally give them the job as opposed to someone who has done event management, logistic management yeah. and has no experience. Because I love I Because I know my, how this yeah. guy works and if I tell them to do something, they're going to do it because they know that, Yeah, you know, it's kind of – someone's like got their own – Oh, but that's not what we learn at uni. Like, you shouldn't do this. It's like, well, this is the real world, motherfucker. Like, this is actually you how learned it goes that down. Two years ago, and that shit was relevant maybe three years ago. Yeah. And now it means shit. It's such a, you yeah. Know? Like, it moves so quick. Not not to bag on uni because it's got some very good uh, let's bag. Stuff. Let's bag hard on it. Okay. I bag on <laughs> yeah, a okay. lot of uni. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, not all uni. Uh, some uni is really good and very effective. If you're an engineer or a is. doctor or something like that, academia uh, is perfect yeah, yeah. for you. That's 
that's yeah. what it's designed for. If you're trying to work in the creative spaces, unless you're a creative academic specifically, it's not going to have so much benefit for you. Yeah. Um, you're going to find a lot more benefit in working job sites or you're going to find a lot more benefit in what a lot of friends, uh, mutual friends of ours have done, which has been like gone to SAE or JMC and got the diploma as a general baseline and then gone from there, which yeah. is a really good way to do things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got so many uni friends of mine that have done marketing and advertising and I've, uh, I love them to bits and they're good at some things. But I've hit them up to be like, hey, they're can good you give at me traditional media. Yeah. I hit them up for I need advice. I'm trying to do this, and they shoot me back answers that I that don't work. That and, you know are wrong. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. just like because of the modern world. Yeah, and it's like, like yeah, ten years ago that was like totally relevant. I like even a, knew it back when I was seventeen. A billboard and doing return websites. on investment would have been like amazing. Of this, it's like, but you know, no one's driving at the moment. Like yeah. we're in COVID. Like yeah. people aren't. Like looking at billboards, they're not on the roads. Like, so it's like, why does it cost that much? But yeah. And anyway, that's a huge discussion and, for okay. a long and time. Billboard specifics, too, for anyone out there that knows it, is billboard is one of four separate media that you have to have for a billboard to work. Like, yeah. you can't have a standalone billboard. It does not do the job unless you're yeah. a local plumber advertising in your area. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, yeah, you, you need multiple media to combine with that for that to be effective. Yeah. You mainly do that for brand recognition anyway. Yeah. But um exactly. yeah, and it's like traditional media has its place, but you've really got to take a different um, uh, but the return on the, the ROI is not the same as what it used to be. Yeah, of course not. And radio, it's changed like now radio ROI ROI is still pretty up there, which is really surprising. Yeah. It's crazy. I suppose it's because audio is always gonna be king. That's it. <laughs> audio is king. Rip rip photo. Rip. Rip video. Rip photo or video. Yeah. All right, so we we found how to see um, next year. We we've got the like everyone start working on your shit now, so that when next you know when yeah. interval starts, you can do some like cool shit. Yeah. Oh, and then you know, if you're a lo-fi producer, you can do like a whole hour of your own production of lo-fi. Absolutely, and you can do it live too. So that that was actually funny with Breathe. We had it lined up. Um, we had instruments coming in um, for that. So myself and Peter, who was also going to play that, um, we we both had our own instruments and recording gear and live setup that yeah. we were bringing into that. So if you ever want to experiment with that vibe, that's like we're there for that. Yeah. Any anything you want to try out. So anything you want to do, we're keen for. We're so keen for. So yeah. I even had um, uh, Maxi D uh, from Illustrious. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, he does like these LED lighting strips and walls and he's starting to play around and figure all that stuff yeah, out. So he's do doing a, cool a great job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've ever seen that stuff pop up, you're like, frig, that's sick. He was just going to come in so we could play around with it and test it. I was like, man, if you've got a toy you want to play with yeah, and you need it. a space for it, just bring it. we'll do everything we can to make sure that's going to yeah. work. If, you, if you're like, I want to DJ and play my electric guitar at the same time, it's like, I'll run you into the PA and we'll get that jam. We'll and, make it work. Yeah, yeah, I'll have you come in three hours early. We'll do a sound check. We'll get it pro. Yeah, we'll get it real nice yes yeah, um so any of that sort of stuff and then the other thing we were doing which is this is going to be second half to the later half of the year is dj battles live dj battles yeah that's cool i, I love that that's so, that's a whole nother podcast yeah. but um but <laughs> thanks for going out man um oh, my pleasure you know um i know you gotta you know get to a gig but let's listen to this drum and bass tune and then um hell yeah you know, we'll have a we'll catch up soon sounds good Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for coming out, man. Let's give it a little cheers for the end of the night. Yeah. All right. Catch you guys. Have a good one. Catch ya. 
Bang, there we go, guys. Another episode in the bag. Really great one, as I said. Long one, um, but I think there was so much value in there for people. Uh, you know, we talked about the events. We talked about DJing. We talked about, um, you know, all the social media and stuff like that. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this one. Thanks to Zach or Rinsler for coming on the show. Really appreciated his time, and I think there was a lot of info in there for everyone, as we said. Uh, make sure you're following Zach or Rinsler. Um, Go follow him on all the Interval pages, Interval AUS as a place to find that. There'll be links in the show notes and make sure you go out and support one of the events when they start back again. Make sure you guys are following me on all platforms at BoyKingKoi on everything. Super easy to find there. Make sure you go to the website, beerwith.com. Uh, go check out all the things we do there and also go to the merch uh, and, you know, our store. Maybe pick something up there and, uh, you know, just support the podcast. And we've got some other cool products and different merch coming soon. So make sure you stay tuned for that, guys. All right, guys, that's it for this one. I hope you're having a great day or night wherever you are. And I'll see you guys soon for the next episode.